Welcome back to the Lineals Podcast. I'm Smith. Uh, he, he, he podcast dressed as a bat? Because <laughs> this is sad. <laughs> and uh, it's the voice that makes you moist. Aquaman. I mean, Marcus. <laughs> and we have a guest. You want to introduce yourself? Hello. Uh, my name's Ben. You have heard me on the show before. And I just also wanted to remind everybody that this podcast is presented in a 4 by 3 format to preserve the integrity <laughs> of the Illennial's creative vision. Yeah. So whenever we edit the podcast, we're going to chop off the last, like, first 10 minutes and the last 10 minutes. And we're just going to... I guess that's how you do it in an audio form. Mm-hmm. Right. Just a nice big square. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take all your project rates that are 48,000 and convert on 38,000. <laughs> Not sure that'll Brilliant. do. Yeah, who knows? Seems counterproductive, but okay. <laughs> but the reason we're making all these jokes is because today, instead of in lieu of our regular laser-focused program we normally do for you, we're going to exclusively talk about what's been derailing us for months, which is uh, the Snyder Cut, more formally known as Zack Snyder's Justice League, which released last week on HBO Max. It is a new, much longer pretty different cut of the 2017 Justice League film that was originally directed by Zack Snyder and had to be taken over by Joss Whedon and now again directed by Zack Snyder. I'm going to admit, I forgot this was Justice League because all I've heard known for as months is the Snyder cut. I know. I was. It's just a movie that has that Zack Snyder made, <laughs> basically. Right. If you and I'm going to... Go ahead. Go ahead. If you were talking to somebody who lived under a rock for the last four years and they're like, hey, have you heard about the Snyder Cut? They're going to think it's just some weird, like, bullshit, like, artsy film. That's, yeah. that's they get some new new pretzel variant. Yeah. The Snyder's Cut. <laughs> a film that's already a haircut. Yeah. A film that's already in the four by three aspect ratio. Yeah. They'll get that um, part right. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say something. It's, it's because what I did when I watched this movie, because there's very little critical analysis I could do over four hours. I just wrote down my thoughts second by second. And I wanted to say, just to start this off, a sentence that really, really encapsulates my feelings about this movie. Jesse Eisenberg was not in fluid. No, and he wasn't. That, <laughs> and if that sentence doesn't make sense to you, then you did not watch this movie. Because there is, it's very short, but at the very beginning of the movie, there's about five seconds where Jesse Eisenberg is on screen, still with hair, and he's standing in what is supposed to be a vat of fluid, but you can tell it's just a guy standing somewhere, and they just digitally put in fluid around him and decided that he has no density at all, and he's completely a non-vatter for this fluid around him, and also his clothes don't get wet at all. It rises up at one point, and his clothes are just as dry when it comes down. Listen, man, you forgot his superpower is he's also rich. So these things don't apply. Oh, well, oh we're going to get there. Don't worry. <laughs> Every yeah. single suit he owns is just already water resistant. That, that's just how it comes in the base, yeah. in its base form. And he's also resistant to all, you know, kinetic forces that come from fluid in any way. No, Seth, listen, it was, it's Kryptonian wonder fluid. It doesn't stick to you. Don't you know this? <laughs> because here's the thing. And it's, it's. This is the reason it kind of sums up why I feel about Snyder Cut, is that that is a glaring visual effects error, but also it's in a, it's in a, not even a scene, it's in a snippet that didn't even need to be there. That snippet really gave us nothing about the movie, 
Except for it gave me something to absolutely hate, which was no, how no. bad it looked. When Superman dies, everyone will know it because he'll scream so loud the whole world hears it. That's true. Right. That's Honestly, true. I, th- I thought that scene was going to be like Lex, like, oh, dang it. Someone beat me to it. <laughs> you fuck. Or something. Yeah. Nope. Marcus, how do, you not, like... how do you not remember Batman or Superman? He created a pop. What is his name? Doomsday, Doomsday. I guess. Yeah. Doomsday. So he did heal Superman, technically. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Marcus, how could you forget Batman versus Superman? How could I? <laughs> Justice dawned! <laughs> right. Justice dawned in that movie! Not just Batman versus Superman, Batman v Superman. Like they're going to fucking yeah. court. Like, yeah. like they're being sued. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but yeah. So. Alright. So, this fucking movie, where do we start? <laughs> I want to start with the beginning of the film. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go chronologically. Just well, the first egregious thing that happened was Batman's going around the world trying to find superheroes. He finds Aquaman. Aquaman tells him to fuck off, and then Aquaman takes off his shirt, which he does a lot in this movie. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of scenes of Momoa taking off the shirt. Which hey, listen, I get it. I, I understand. Mean, if you got it, flaunt it. But yeah. also, if it's something that often just don't even have the shirt in the first place, <laughs> right? He takes her off, throws it onto the onto the beach. These Scandinavian women are singing a weird lamentation as he leaves, and then a woman picks his shirt up off the ground and smells it. Yeah, <laughs> and there's like a whole chorus out there on the on the freaking bank. And real quick, that Aquaman scene inspired my introduction to the podcast. Because another thing about this movie is one of the things that Joss Whedon decided to reshoot when he took over for Snyder in the original movie was he decided to do the Joss Whedon thing, which, you know, once again, he's a monster, but it's something he's good at, which is just little, you know, not necessarily the Marvel quippiness that became the Marvel thing, but, you know, just two characters talking to each other, have a little joke, kind of very specific to them. There's a lot of that in the theatrical cut and they cut out almost all of it for this movie, but they decided to leave in <clears throat> a small amount of jokes for no reason. Mm-hmm. The he, Aquaman's like, you do it dressed as a bat? That's weird. And I'm I'm like, was that a joke? And then he says it again. So I'm like, okay, I guess that was a joke, but I don't really get it. And that's a, how the humor in this movie goes mostly. Anytime they try to execute humor at all, it falls completely flat for me. Now, I think it's a logical uh, examination. It's like, you you really do fight crime dressed as a bat? That's fucking weird, my guy. And I have water powers. <laughs> I know. And I, that's, that's saying, I think that's what they're going for. But I don't know. It just felt like it was, there was supposed to be a laugh there. And I just didn't. I don't know. That, and we'll talk, about, we'll talk about very bad attempts at comedy a little bit later when we talk about a certain character in this film. Um, now, this was the funniest movie of 2021 so far, but not intentionally. Uh, no, sorry, because Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar came out this year, but... I haven't seen that one it yet, is, all right. It is a good second place. Um, it has the most time to be funny. I'll give it that. Oh. <laughs> it really gave it the time to be funny. <laughs> if you got four hours, at least one joke's gonna land. At I'm point. glad they split this into parts, because I was able to, like... Take in an hour of the movie, and then the next day do another hour, and then just do the rest. Because, whew, I don't know if I could have done four hours of Zack Snyder's filmmaking. I did it. You did. The, you Same. did the full four hours. Yeah. So all Same. all three of you guys did four hours straight. Yeah. Just yep. ate it. Oh my god. Are you okay? No. 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 <laughs> It's almost simultaneous. 
I'm very alone. I have nothing else to do. Yeah. In the middle of this global Panera bread, I have nothing else going on. Wait a minute. I think Ben's broken. <laughs> Might be. Um Okay, so here we gotta we gotta pick it up. So yeah. Bruce Wayne is going around by the way, Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne. Is it isn't it weird that he like in some scenes is trying to do the Christian Bale voice, and then in other scenes he's just talking like Ben Affleck. He's talking like a guy from American Boston and not mm-hmm. Gotham. There's there's one scene near the near the end of the movie where him and Wonder Woman are talking, and he's just like working on some machine or something. And it he is it honestly looks like Ben Affleck is holding the script in, on it in his hand, and he's just reading the lines like verbatim just trying to get it out of the way no my favorite part about ben affleck's performance uh, is that you can clearly tell what scenes are reshoots because ben affleck refused to to not be fat anymore and so he's always wearing some kind of big coat yes he's sitting down somewhere so you can't see his gut because he's like i'm ben affleck and you don't pay me enough to get to, to get work out again so no yeah yeah which i love that i love listen hey really it's not me joking i do love that that's great Mm-hmm. And on top of that, he, he he's recently gone through a lot of like personal stuff. Like he, he got divorced, so uh, he got he got pictured dropping a bunch of Dunkin' Donuts coffee outside of his house. So <laughs> obviously, the best pandemic stuff so far is Ben Affleck's journey of falling apart. <laughs> There's like one picture where he's picking up like an Uber Eats delivery, two Amazon packages, and a Dunkin' cup, and it's just all falling apart as he's doing it. <laughs> I feel so bad for him, but at the same time, it's hysterical. It's so yeah. so funny. We should have had that Batman in this movie. I think that would have been more entertaining. Yeah. yeah. We should have Fat Affleck Batman. Fat, yeah. fat Leck Batman. Fat Leck Batman. Something. Fat Man. Yeah, that's probably a more elegant way to say all those things. Um, I mean, if Snyder wants to differentiate himself from the MCU, don't make every actor get super cut for their for their uh, performance. Just ha- just have schlubby Batman. Yeah. Right. Also, can we just talk about real quick Batman in this movie? It, first of all, the costume looks like shit. Um, I'm sorry, but the Frank Miller puppy Batman does not work in real life. It just doesn't yeah, look good. It was rough. And also, he's using guns and just smoking these parademons left and right. Just yep. there's a part where he jumps on a crew-mounted weapon, and it's just like, and it's like, what is this? It's like it's like a scene right out of Doom Eternal. It's just yeah, just hops on. It felt like Halo. Like, hey, here's Halo with Batman hacked into it. Isn't this funny? Yeah. Now if they had to put some Doom music to that, oh my god, that would have been awesome. Uh, so, Lois Lane loved cops. I, w- I have Lois Lane is a bootlicker written in my notes. <laughs> so every day she delivers a cup of coffee to good old Stephen Copson, just an old guy who's probably not racist at all, right? Um, and that's just fun. It's like it's complete, especially since this is a movie that has had extensive reshoots and is being released right now. You you could and the, once again unnecessary scenes you could completely drop the lois lane being a bootlicker thing and it would be like okay cool there's no scenes of lois lane you know being with the cops for some reason it, it wouldn't change the movie at all and once again 
this is released in 2021. He had all of 2020's pandemic to just do. They let him do whatever the fuck he wanted, and he's like, "We still have to keep in this these total like 45 seconds of Lois Lane delivering coffee to a cop, right?" 45 seconds, Seth. It was her walking around in slow motion for no. That's the this whole movie is just slow motion for no reason yeah there are <laughs> so many scenes this movie would probably be three hours if they cut out if they just capped the slow-mo in the movie yep. um so yeah and then also what's the headline right before we see the lowest lane thing there's a a newspaper on the ground and it says like world bank gets new architect or something first page news people yeah. architects yeah. which is like <laughs> Obviously, being like Snyder's here now, he's the architect, <laughs> right? Um, and yeah, so also, I'm not sure. I don't. I didn't read up on the reshoots and how many, like, who all did reshoots. But I feel like Amy Adams had some of them because if you notice, Amy Adams is in scenes with other actors so seldomly. Yeah, she's walking by herself. There are some scenes where you can tell that the other actor isn't even in the room, really. And I'm just like, I feel. So, Amy Adams is one of the best actresses we have in the modern time. She's an Oscar-nominated actress. Almost every time she's in a movie, she gets Oscar-nominated. She is stuck in this stupid Justice League movie, walking around, walking on a a half a mile stretch of land. The whole movie. What are we doing? I mean, to be fair, she did get uh, her little dialogue with Superman to get him like out of PTSD or whatever. Post-mortem. Oh, yeah. Bad, bad boy Superman. Oh, yeah. I gotta say, one of the actually chilling moments in this movie is when uh, Flash is like trying to run behind Superman, and then he just yeah. looks back at him. I'm like, I was like, okay, I'm actually kind of terrified right now. That whole that was genuinely a good scene. That whole, yeah. that whole scene where they have to fight Superman, I legitimately love that scene. Besides, fr- uh, aside from some like weird like line delivery from Gal Gadot, like, I yeah. legitimately really enjoy that scene, even in the original theatrical cut. And I, at first I thought, oh, this whole thing was like a Josh Whedon uh, inclusion. Because at the time, you know, like, both me and you, Seth, at one point we were huge Whedonites. Uh, I, th- yeah. I think that's a term. Uh, but we were like, oh, if it's good, Whedon did it. But then I watched this version, like, oh, shit, that was Snyder. Like, okay, all right, kudos. Yeah, yeah. I legitimately love love that scene. Especially, like, when he's fighting uh, Wonder Woman and she headbutts him, and then he levitates off the ground to get more height, and then BAM! Like, I loved it. Yeah. That's one of the best things that, I mean, Snyder is apparently just out of the DCEU now, which I guess, so none of this we're talking about even matters anymore. Um, But one of the best ideas Zack Snyder has for the theatrical version of the DC Extended Universe is to have Superman be the villain. Because one of my biggest, because like, first of all, we have that scene where he just beats the shit out of, you know, the four most powerful people that we know of currently in the in the movies and then you just just uh t-poses on the universe a little bit later like he's too strong once he comes comes into the fight at the end of the movie it just becomes it honestly becomes boring to me i'm like yeah it was fun to see these characters you know who are very powerful at least struggle this fight but then when he fights steppenwolf it's just you know punch 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 <laughs> game over but if you have him say- be the villain that'll be really cool it was, listen, it was pretty sweet of Superman to let Wonder Woman and Aquaman get two more hits in after he showed up. Yeah. Just to really make them feel they're needed. Yeah. You guys um, really hit him two more times. Just to, just to, you know, hey, hey, you're contributing here. Yeah. So that's a good idea. 
But Ben, you mentioned uh, bad line delivery by Gal Gadot, which has been a problem just in general with the Warner Woman stuff. It's it's pretty much over. It's pretty much I don't know. It's not a big deal for me in the end because it's Wonder Woman. It's comic book shit. But the thing that bothered me, I don't think he's a bad actor, but Ray Fisher's line deliveries as Cyborg were so Shakespearean at some points. There is, there's literally a line. Oh my God. What does he say? He's just like, if you were there the the night that mother died, then she wouldn't have been dead and we'd all be happy family right now. And I'm just like, Am I watching freaking Justice League or am I watching Bridgerton right now? I have no idea what's going on. Where did this accent come from? Like, yeah. Good Jesus. I mean, because one of the big things this movie does, and to its credit, good or bad, is it actually adds up a whole storyline for Cyborg that the original movie just somehow cut completely out. Um, the movie pivots on Cyborg now. Yeah. The, the, he is, he's a central character. There's a couple problems with it. One, the weird way they decided Ray Fisher is going to talk. It just didn't work for me ever. Two, and this is a problem in all of Hollywood. This is not specific to this movie. But goddamn, does Ray Fisher not look like a high school senior? That man <laughs> looks like he is, you know, he's like 30 years old. Because yeah, he man, is. That man is a high school senior in a JoJo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's, a, he's an anime high school senior. I'm supposed to believe he's like the the scene where he's standing, he's sitting outside of the principal's office. He's like six foot three, and he's just stacked his shit. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm in high school." I'm, Who's I'm, dad? Uh, are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It looks Why like he's waiting for his kid. Like, yeah, he's getting scolded by the principal. Why are you wearing your son's Letterman jacket? That's weird. <laughs> also, the, when he and once he's actually cyborg, the way they CGI a hoodie onto him looks so stilted. It looks like it's like floating off of his body a little bit. Yeah. And it's so weird. I'm like, I mean, I understand he's like trying to hide his mechanical parts all the time, but it just, I don't know. It looked really, really strange to me. Even though he's literally like glowing through it, but whatever. Yeah. It's like <laughs> your face is still a cyborg. I'll say this about actors in this movie. Um, I know Ray Fisher was abused on set by, by yeah. Joss Whedon. And plus, he's been in so few things that I cannot judge. Yeah, he's not a very famous person. I can't judge how good of an actor he is. Yeah. So I will not blame him for how bad Cyborg is in this film. However, Gal Gadot is not a leading woman. She should never have been put in, in the front role of any movie. And she's just a bad actress. I'm sorry. She's not good in any film I've seen her in. Except for Fast and Furious. She was good at that level. Yeah. Secondary, tertiary character. I think that the, the, the main problem is... Or not even... I guess it's not a problem. It's just like when you're casting Wonder Woman and you're looking through people, I mean... How do you even how do you even turn down Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman? I mean, she just fits the bill so well. It's like she just doesn't look like most people you see, and that's just like something that they wanted for the movie. You they, find someone taller and more muscular, in my opinion. I mean, maybe, but you know, mainstream just, audience, whatever. Yeah, I just think that's what they went for. They were just like, we just need to find somebody who literally like it. Almost doesn't matter <laughs> if they're a good actor, because for a lot of people, it doesn't. Actually, can we talk about the Amazon scene? Sure. <laughs> Can we talk about this needlessly long scene of the of the the I can't I I can't say it the mother okay. box actually we need to address this before the Amazon <laughs> the MacGuffins in this movie are called mother boxes which a long time ago you could say and no one would giggle <laughs> but now box means vagina mm -hmm. and mother <laughs> means your mom so when you hear mother box you think. My mom's vagina. And <laughs> no. 
there's like a scene where I think it's like Aquaman or somebody is talking and they say mother box like five times back and forth. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but this is just too funny. Maybe change the canon a bit so that I don't laugh through the whole movie. Because that was the that was the humor in the movie was the term mother box. But yes, the Amazons. Things you know about mother boxes. Uh, they are glad when Superman dies and they yep. summon a seven wolf. <laughs> yes. Um, and they can also bring back Superman. Right, yeah. <laughs> So this whole scene where Steppenwolf shows up in the, in the in the Amazon's house and fucks it up, and they have the stupidest possible way of sealing the door where they have to, like, hit wooden poles with big hammers. First of all, the most egregious overuse of CGI, or not CGI, of slow motion in this movie. Holy God. Every scene, every shot was slow motion for some reason. Yeah. And just, just long and pointless. He gets the box. Okay, cool. Yeah. Right. It, how do I say what I'm trying to say? Somebody else talk. I, I have a, I, like, I have a thought. What here. was weird for me about the scene, like, I, I, I kind of liked it for the most part. It's just that I was trying to think back to the theatrical version where I'm like, we didn't see this much horse violence, like, in the theatrical cut, did we? Because in this the cut... The theatrical cut doesn't even have the thing falling in the water. Oh, yeah. The theatrical cut has... That scene's like two minutes in the theatrical cut. Yeah, true. <laughs> like, I remember... Like, I don't know why. It was just kind of shocking to me. Like, he was just throwing all these horses around. I'm like, I've never seen this before. I've never seen... <laughs> like, he's just picking them up and just tossing them in slow motion, of course. Yeah. So you can just see the horses. But he's like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So much horse death. Yeah. yeah, there's a scene where he ties one horse in a knot and throws it at another horse. And I'm like, Steppenwolf, calm down. <laughs> yeah, also, who are the fucking mask? <laughs> I never saw a theatrical cut of this movie. Um, mm-hmm. Or the, the Whedon cut. But there's yeah. a lot of fucking, like, violence in this film. And not your typical superhero, like, you know, bam, pow stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, notably, first... this movie was rated R, while the Justice League theatrical was rated PG-13. Yeah, there was no there blood were... at all in, like, the theatrical cut. Yeah. Like, when the bank robbers show up and they shoot that guy in the back of the fucking skull and just leave his body yeah. on the street. And then, oh. Yeah, I don't think that happens in, in the theatrical cut. I cannot remember that. All right, I'm glad you mentioned that scene. First, I just wanted to say, Steppenwolf, could they have added more filters to his audio? Because, man, I needed subtitles when he was talking. Who played him? I don't even know. Oh, wait, no, I looked it up the other day. Ben's on there's 20 goddamn minutes of him having character development in this movie. I, yeah, dude. All right, I found his name. Yeah. I think I'm going to mispronounce it. It's Sierron Hens. I know him. He's been in some things. Uh, he was in The Woman in Black. Uh, yeah, he played, uh, I think... Wait, hold on. He played... He, he, no, I think he played, like, Young Dumbledore in Deathly Hallows Part 2. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, you know, <laughs> a, star, a star turner right there. He was um, in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Uh, so, the scene where they do the bank thing and Wonder Woman shows up is... So off-putting for me because one, the entrance music for Amazon for Wonder Woman is so loud and so long. <laughs> and it's, it's like so... at first I thought it was gonna be like a and then she was gonna like enter. No, it her entrance music lasts for like half the scene. This this weird big Amazon sound, which there's nothing wrong with the sound. I just wish it was thirty times shorter. Um, right, and then. So I understand that this, you know, the DC stuff is not the Marvel Cinematic Universe and there's all this, you know, all these different directors, all these cooks in the kitchen. But 
the the way Wonder Woman looks in Snyder Cut versus the way she looks in Wonder Woman movies is insanely different. Especially the way she when she moves quickly. Oh my god, I could not handle it in this movie. It's so she looks jittery. Like Goku instant transmissioning around the fucking battlefield. <laughs> yes. and it looks bad. Yeah, she's very jittery in these movies. the The movement in the Patty Jenkins movies is like. Like, it almost tones down the fact that she's a superhero because it's very almost realistic, you know, in a, in a way to a certain point. This was just literally, j- 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 like, like she, like, everyone was the Flash at a certain point. There's all running around that way. So that was incredibly weird looking to me. And I just, I was just like, there is no, DC has no way to do visual cohesion at this point between their directors. No. I liked how the Lasso of Truth, which has been used for some pretty decent gags, grabs a guy and he just like straight up says we're a small group of reactionary terrorists who yes. <laughs> calls themselves that I know that was great it's the truth Smith who, who would actually say re- we're reactionary you should say we're evil for fun like I don't know that whole scene with Roose Bolton was, was just weird yeah also how how disturbing is the imagery of those children about to be slaughtered I was, I mean, I was like, honestly, like, is this a move? Like, is this a real movie right now? This, this guy's about to open fire on a group of school children. Mm-hmm. He tried to, and he, he did. One woman yeah, had like, to oh. Goku her way through it, but he did. <laughs> and uh, oh god, the the how they drag out that fear, like, oh, luckily he's out of bullets. Wait, there's another gun right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Also, the little girl that she saved who like didn't want to give up her, she's like, can I be like you one day? And she's like, give me anything you want. I'm like, Cringe. actually, you can't You can't be Wonder Woman. I'm sorry. No. She's Wonder Woman. Yeah. It's yeah. impossible. You're Are you an Amazon? They do that. Then, no. Then, yeah. no. Sorry. <laughs> they do that in a lot of the, in the Wonder Woman movies a lot is the whole, you can be anything scene. And I'm just, at this point, I'm just like, say that for somebody else. This is so <laughs> weird and cringe when it happens with the Wonder Woman. Yeah, especially after, like, like Marcus said, we just saw this guy almost smoke all these kids, and all of a sudden, now we get the happy music and shit after the, yeah. like you said, Seth, the three and a half minutes of ancient lamentation wailing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This movie has no clue what to do with this music, because every hero has their own motif, and they do not gel. I'm sorry, and anytime that, that lamentation it. shows up, I'm like, why, what, oh god, why are we in 300 all of a sudden? <laughs> um... Oh my god. So then, I think we kind of, we, right there we covered most of part one. I have my notes split into parts, so once we talk about stuff I can kind of like, realize. What I thought was hilarious was the way that um, Aquaman enters, how he just like, comes in, drinks some alcohol, runs off to the pier, back into the ocean. Oh, Indy, fucking alternative rock playing the whole time. (laughs) Also, also, Seth, don't forget, shirt comes off again. And, yes, and shirt comes off. And then we see long hair Willem Dafoe. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, also, I, 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 just, I just want to add one little more detail yeah. to him going back to the ocean. That, when he finishes off that liquor bottle, he just throws <laughs> that shit into the ocean. <laughs> like, bro! What are you doing? No, that's where your friends live! No! <laughs> if, if anything, he should be against that shit. Wait, they like they should have just went ahead. It's already four hours. Just added the extra three minutes where he downs it. And it's like, all right, I need to find a recycling bin, and he does that in slow motion. Slam dunks it in in slow motion, yeah. and, and then he high fives someone on the way back to the ocean. 
then the bin is full and he has to like go find the guy who's like, okay, actually we need to make another round here. Also, do you have a receptacle? I can just throw this in real quick. Thanks. Right. I'm going to the ocean now. I'm Aquaman, by the way. Oh, no, never mind. I'm not. That's not me. I'm some other guy. Uh, uh, he should look he should the camera in the eye and say, River Kids, uh, polluting is bad. Or some, <laughs> some shit like that. Always recycle your, your glass goods. All the still in slow motion, by the way. Part one and part two of this movie, when Wayne's putting the team together, is just so boring to me because everyone says no. And I'm like, that's not interesting if you just say no. And then they all come together because the bat signal shows up and now we have a reason. It's like, what are we doing here? What's happening right now? Yeah. They give very little, like, because the whole thing with, like, Cyborg and Wonder Woman is just like, she she talks to him and then he's like fuck the world which yeah. by the way <laughs> hilarious lie oh, yeah. and then he just storms off and then 20 minutes later he's like she was like don't worry i talked to him he'll come back and i'm like right. you didn't say anything convincing to him in that whole conversation and he said he literally ended it by saying fuck the world and now he shows up and helps you 20 minutes later why seth he's come back for the mother box <laughs> Also, there is a scene when they, I think it's when they get the second mother box that Steppenwolf literally puts two fingers into it like, like this. And I'm like, okay, this is too much at this point. I'm sorry. I just want to say that that Cyborg, despite being a very bad character, is the only person in this movie who does anything heroic. And it's that one moment where he's in the, like, he, by the way, his dad telling him on the recorder that you have infinite power. You can do, you can like, you can can, nuke the the world's financial systems are at your whim. (laughs) Right. And he goes in there and he sees his struggling, like grandmother waitress and he gives her a hundred K. That is the best thing anyone in this film does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The mother box shit is not heroic. Thank you for saving your own lives. That actually helped one person though. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my god okay so what are we oh yeah and then another thing so I wanted to mention this because we've already talked about Gal Gadot's like, stilted line, uh, line deliveries but one one line that is not only delivered well or delivered terribly but is also just a terrible write, a terrible way to write is when she gets into Wayne's Batcave and he's like I have multi-million dollar security and she's like it took me almost a minute to disable it and I'm like can we never write this line ever again, please? It's in every movie ever now. And I yeah. it. Also, the part where they like have a moment where they're like, they touch the mouse at the same time or whatever, and boy, it doesn't work. Right. It felt like a Whedon leftover. It felt like yeah. the one Whedon part they forgot to cut out. And also, with, this, with that scene you were talking about, it's like, it took me a minute to disable it. You could have... Cut that down a little bit too. Maybe saved about five seconds. Like I have like multi million dollar security, and maybe she could have just been like, "Really?" and then move on. I feel like that that something yeah. like that would have been like a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have oh, to Ben's explain the script doctor over here. I, I love it. I was doing that a lot through this movie, and uh, no, Ben's right. That would be a better version of that scene. Yeah. Ben has his own Absolutely. draft in his hands. Now. <laughs> this <laughs> is like, the Ben Powell like, cut right here. I think if we can get hashtag release the Ben cut, I might actually get a shot at this movie. <laughs> Um, but also one weird thing, and maybe I remember this wrong, but there's a, so there's the scene where they, they show like what happened when the mother boxes first got to earth and the three sides all help and fight, you know, dark side and his buddies, whatever. Uh Am I wrong? Or after that scene, do they all get the three mother boxes, take them to their own places and don't they like have them in incredibly secure locations that they then remove them out of and put them on pedestals in the middle of open spaces? No, no, no. 
quick, quick thing. The okay. Atlanteans, they got it encrusted in seashells or whatever. Yeah. Bottom of the ocean. Sure. Good idea. The freaking Amazons. Yeah, they've got it in that weird tower place with the stone doors and stuff. The humans cover it in metal <laughs> and bury it like like fucking dogs. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh. It's like you, they put it in the hole. You could still see the top of it and they put dirt on it. And I was like, wow. Good job, humans. But the Atlantis a- too put it on a pedestal. Right, but it's surrounded by guards and shit at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Right. Again, yes, but maybe ha- have it guarded and also have it be hard to get to once you get inside. Right. It has, it, it has to be. So it's open space. It has to be in plain sight or else they're going to forget that it's there. Like, Willem Dafoe yeah. just put it right there. It's like, all right, now I'll remember. <laughs> Atlanteans are very stupid so and bad at everything. Not Willem Dafoe. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right. I'm Willem Dafoe. <laughs> there was a firefight. I built this, this castle. Thing How dare Jack. you? <laughs> I got long hair and I swim in the ocean now. <laughs> Like, my name is Volvo or something. I mean, like, how stupid? How stupid is it that I have to create a void of air to talk in? You're fucking mer people. The Little Mermaid came out 35 years ago. They talked underwater. And I'm in sorry. the Aquaman movie, they don't do that shit. No, they don't. It's another time where there's just no cohesion. Why? Like, also, Aquaman, Mera, and Volvo, whatever his name is, they are all totally different characters in the 2018 Aquaman movie. So different. Because well, this they t- this takes place before that movie. Yeah, I know, right. but they're like way different. Like per- yeah. all and the, the, everything looks different down there too. Mara had a British accent in this one. She does not have one in yes. the 2018 movie. The accent is different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why did you make Amber Heard do the British accent? Or do you hate us? I don't understand. <laughs> you know, actually, I think that's one of the main problems with this movie. It's an origin story for three characters. Yeah. Like, what what you can't do that? This is where they all get together. When we I'm just watching it, I'm just like, wouldn't it be weird? Wouldn't it be crazy if all these characters had their own setup movies? Yeah, wouldn't that be just crazy if somebody ever? Oh, who, what if somebody thought of that? Uh, oof. Man, they'd probably make a because lot of money. The thing, the whole problem with the DC universe is they saw what Marvel did, and they're like, because here's the thing: DC is playing with a royal flush. The three most recognizable superheroes in all time across the world, this was a survey from a long time ago, are Superman, Batman, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Marvel has one of those, and for their cinematic universe, they didn't even have him for the first, like, five to six years. So they had to play with a bunch of people who no one really had a close connection to, and they made a, a universe out of it. DC was like, okay, we've got the hitters, we've got the most p- powerful, the best characters in the world, everyone knows who they are, so we're going to take the biggest shortcut ever, Make one Superman movie that is weird as hell and not very good, and then we're gonna we're gonna parlay that into Batman vs Superman. Where we're gonna introduce a whole new Batman, a new Lex Luthor, a new all these things, and we're gonna just run that right into a Justice League movie where we're gonna we're gonna have Wonder Woman and Cyborg and Flash and Aquaman all be there as well. And not, right, that's gonna work. Yeah, and, and not just any Batman. A Batman that has already been doing this for twenty years has already had and lost a Robin, maybe two. I'm not sure, but this is a Batman that's already had all this history, and it would have been like, I mean, cool. It'd be nice if we could have gotten at least one Batman movie where we cover some of this. But I, but no. but no, it's like, oh, they'll know it's the Dark Knight Returns. It's fine. It's fine. They'll know. They'll know. <laughs> yeah, they'll get it. Obviously. People are smart. Yeah. And also, these movies are good, clearly. Um, 
but yeah, um, so that's that's the big problem. Is they try to take an incredibly huge shortcut, and then so not because the problem right now is that you know there's about to be a Flash movie finally with Ezra Miller playing Flash, and there's a there might be a Cyborg movie now. They had shelved it, and now they're they're back on it for like 2022 or something. And there's been an Aquaman movie, but all these movies have happened after Justice League and are going to be told by different directors who have different visions for these characters. So they're not going to resemble this 2017 Justice League at all. So I'm just like, what are we doing? I don't know. Start I wanna, the reboot, man. <clears throat> I want to talk about <clears throat> The Flash here for a second. Mm-hmm. Because his intro scene is quite possibly one of the worst ones in this whole fucking movie. It's quite possibly one of the worst scenes ever. <laughs> yeah. His whole, <laughs> like... the I, get, I guess that girl was supposed to be his... Iris West. Iris yeah. West, yes. I mean... Could we take longer? Could you take longer with the slow-mo and the touching of her hair and the look in her eyes and just like... Softly cradling her out of the air. (laughs) And the song. So they really... So once again, they try to suck all the comedy out of the movie that came out in 2017. But they weirdly left in all of the Ezra Miller comedy, which is one, very off-putting, and two absolutely not funny at all <laughs> no i found it very i think ezra miller is a very talented actor and he can be funny but man do they give him just some of the worst dialogue to to make us laugh also i'm just not a big fan of this portrayal of oh, no. of barry allen i like i understand that like he, he like he he's possibly autistic that that's the vibe i'm getting off of it and I mean, Ezra Miller, I'm not saying his performance as an autistic person is bad. I'm just saying when I think Barry Allen, I don't think of his character in that way. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing that he's being portrayed in that way. I'm just saying it doesn't work personally for me. Yeah. And once again, we don't even know if that's going to be rewritten in his movie that's coming out in like a year or two. For all we know that he's going to be totally different in that movie because there's we don't know. Yeah. I'll say I'll say this: Ezra Miller can't hold a candle to the, to the, the Grant Gustin guy from the CW. Yeah, Flash, mm-hmm. not Grant a joke, Gustin. not sarcastic. I know. Oh, he's great. He's also, great. Also, given his performance of Trash Can Man in The Stand, maybe we shouldn't <laughs> let Ezra Miller play people who have mental uh, uh, d- neurodivergency because I'm not yeah. sure he understands how that works. Uh, but yeah, this was the the flash scene was just bad. And then, I mean, honestly, like I understand that. That I mean, I'm assuming that's supposed to be Iris West, who is you know is like his big love interest in the comics and the TV show and everything. But man, is he creepy as fuck? Mm-hmm. First of all, for a character who is supposed to be the fastest one in the world, his scenes take longer than anybody else. <laughs> and two, he literally he just like caresses her cheek in the air and plays with her hair, and I'm like. If she knew this was going on, this is like an incredible violation of her privacy and her personal space, you know. And yeah, you save her life, you know, kudos. But you don't have to be creepy about it. It was so weird, especially since, I mean, I'm assuming she's going to be his love interest in, in a movie or two. Also, did the people who did the special effects for The Flash, do they know how humans do? Do they know how joints and bones and shit work and how people run because this weird just yeah, like he's supposed to be so fast i'm like i'm if he improved his form he might be th- even faster <laughs> because he just flails wildly instead of doing this he should do like the tom cruise run it's more efficient right oh, it the is. faster you move your arms speed. the faster the faster your legs go it, it's proven science or do the Naruto run and have his hands behind yes, the Yes, that's run. what I'm thinking. Aerodactyl. Yeah. The Naruto Sonic run just... 
<laughs> yep. Lean forward. Um, yeah. However, I will say the Snyder Cut did not give me much enjoyment, but it did give me one thing. It gave me a slow-mo shot of a sesame seed flying at the camera. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> that's I gave it one half of a star on Letterboxd, and that's where it got a half a star from, was from the sesame seed flying at the camera. Nice. And then, you know, he meets Batman, and there's that scene, which is supposed to be funny, but kind of, he's like, I need friends, and it's like, man, the delivery on this line, and, and Ben Affleck is not helping, and Ben Affleck could be funny, and he's oh, not yeah. helping sell this at all. Now, you can tell Ben Affleck, like, after uh, Batman vs. Superman, back when Justice dawned, he gave up. He had, apparently, he, I think he had already signed his Justice League contract, and he, at that, once he realized how bad Batman vs. Superman was, he was like, I'm done with the series. I'm gonna say my lines and leave. <laughs> Because that's the funny thing is, like, we just went through this whole thing. The movie came out in 2017. People were like, release the Snyder Cut, release the Snyder Cut. They spent $100 million to give him his reshoot and make this four-hour movie. And none of it probably matters because Ben Affleck is no longer Batman. All these characters in their solo movies are completely different. And the ones that don't have their solo movies are probably going to be different in their movies. And Zack Snyder is apparently not going to be in the DCEU making movies anymore. So what was all this for? Am I crazy? Hubris. No. Hubris. You're probably right. I think (laughs) it was probably, like, I'm just just assuming here, but it may have been a make good for how they treated Snyder initially. Because, like, for those who don't know the backstory of, of how there's two cuts of the movie is initially Zack Snyder had to bow out. Of the movie because of a family tragedy. His, I think it was yeah. his daughter, I believe, who, who had committed suicide. So yeah. they bowed out, and to his knowledge, they were just bringing in D- Josh Joss Whedon to finish the reshoots and to just finish it up. But then as soon as he was out the door, it's like they brought everyone in together. It's like, all right, he's not coming back. All right, we're going to retool this whole thing. We're going to make it more like Marvel. And uh, Joss, we brought you here specifically to add more jokes. You do your thing. Uh, and then, and then it came out, and it was it barely made six hundred million dollars worldwide in the box office. Yeah. It all, all, and it was rumored to be about three hundred million dollars. Which, if that is the case, that is the most expensive movie probably ever made, besides maybe Endgame uh, and the third Pirates of the Caribbean movie, but which was incredibly expensive for some reason. But like, I think it was a make good. It's like he had this awful thing happen to him and they kind of treated him like shit on the way out. So it's like, all right, you, you, we got HBO Max. It, there's a pandemic. We, we don't have any content. Get back in here. You can do your four hour cut. We'll do do whatever you want. Mm. Yeah, I, I honestly I think that. it's a little more uh, capitalistic than that. Yeah, probably. Like, they've, they've made their movie. They got their money. They're like, oh, crap. They didn't like it. Oh, wait. If we release the other cut, they might watch it again. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's what I wonder. I do wonder because, like, the whole landscape of how you make money on a movie off of a streaming service, even though it's been happening for five to six years now, is still completely unknown to most people. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to tell if a movie actually made its budget back, if a movie was good for a service, any of those things. I do wonder if at the end of the day, because I will say... Whether I think it's good or not, this movie is popular. People are talking about it like fucking crazy. So a bunch of people have watched it. I mean, so I do wonder if it's going to, and however that math works, actually be profitable for them to have done the reshoots and to do all the the promotion they did for the new Snyder Cut stuff. 
I don't know. I will, I will say this, Seth. I don't particularly care that Zack Snyder's leaving and the, the other movies won't follow this creative vision because yeah. <clears throat> that's how comics are. It's what comic books are. It's like different people come in, run comics, whole new shit happens, retcons. That's fine. And I think DC's biggest strength so far has been just not working particularly well, but just throw anything at the wall like Suicide Squad and see what happens. You know, Birds yeah, of Prey was a better work. version just make of the same movie again, but with a better yeah. director. Birds of Prey was a much better version of this because I yes. like that movie actually. I love that. But movie. it was literally just like whatever we want to do, just throw it at the wall. Who gives a fuck? There's no need to connect it to whatever the hell's going on around it, and I'm okay <laughs> with that. That's fine. Yeah, it's just it feel it feels like either go with that or or try be try to be Marvel. I don't know what you why are you trying to do both things. Yeah, that, that's what that's one thing that I feel like the DCEU has kind of a leg up on Marvel is. Like I, I love all, I love most of the Marvel movies, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who's directing them; they all kind of feel the same. But with the DCEU, yeah. they let everybody go with their own creative vision, which I, which I think is great. But unfortunately, the Marvel formula has shown to work time and time and time again. And with the DCEU, they've learned. All right, we maybe we can give them a like a lot of leeway, but they still need to follow a certain pattern. Cause uh, like with most of the MC MCU movies, like they all feel the same, but you still see little bits and pieces in there that make them feel unique to the to that specific director and screenwriter. Mainly the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. You watch those, like yeah. this is James Gunn. That mm-hmm. is specifically one hundred percent James Gunn. They probably gave him some key points. It's like you need to put this in to tie this into the next movie, but that is one hundred percent his idea, like his uh, his creation. With these, they're like do whatever you want. But then they have to figure out later how to tie them all together if they want to do another Justice League. And that yeah. has proven to be a problem because you have Superman doing one thing in one movie. They have Superman showing up uh, to a high school and eating lunch with uh, eating lunch with kids at the end of Shazam in another movie. And, you know, like you need you need some cohesion if you're trying to do what Marvel does. Yeah. Where was Shazam in this film? Yeah. I want the Shaz- Shazam. <laughs> Probably the best DC movie, besides maybe Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. Or does Joker count as a DC movie? I guess it does, but I, that doesn't change my ranking at all. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, by the way, this big flashback scene, which I think was just uh, random props that, that Snyder had from 300 laying around his house, gave to everybody. A lot of, dude, same <laughs> lot of shirtless buff men, except now they're throwing lightning around and... There's a Green Lantern. Oh boy, guys, right. see the Green Lantern? <laughs> yeah, who gets decimated? Yeah, just straight up bodied. <laughs> By the way, also we can't talk about Mother Box being a stupid term. Anti life equation is probably also just as stupid. They say it so many times, and I still don't quite really understand what it's supposed to be. <laughs> it's right. better when you read it in a comic. It doesn't yeah. work on the ears, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Um. Oh man, what happens next? Yeah, and like, and, and when they say equation, like most people are gonna think, oh, so is he gonna have to get here and he's gonna have to pull out a pen and paper, solve <laughs> solve a math problem to to, to gain <laughs> yeah, access to, to this unlimited power? He's <laughs> like to kill the universe. Yeah, he gets there. It's like, uh, it's like, all right, Steppenwolf just destroyed fifty thousand planets. He's got twenty five thousand more to go until his debt is paid off. How yeah. many miles? If X is the circumference of each planet. Yeah. How long will it take him to do this? <laughs> Dar says, like, "Oh, this is so hard." <laughs> yeah. oh, Damn these standardized tests! <laughs> I 
Okay, also, how is that how is that thing an equation? Dark side showed up, hit the floor, and you've got a big circle with the omega sign on it. I'm like, this is the shittiest equation. No, that's I've ever just seen. that's just his personal symbol. Yeah. Okay. So like what? But then when <laughs> but that's the thing. Like once again, if you're if you're a viewer of this movie, when Cyborg sees this shit, he sees the big sign, and he's like, the anti life equation is encrusted in the earth. So I, if I'm watching the movie, I'm like, oh, that sign must be the anti life equation. Right. Right. Like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and didn't he need to know it to slap it into the earth? Like no, he didn't. Again, that's just his personal symbol. It's not like part of the yeah. equation. But okay. by the way, they don't ever say it. But isn't Steppenwolf's base in Chernobyl? Yes, that's what that place is, oh, right? Yeah. yeah, it soaks up all the radiation. Yeah, and then he's got this metal slab that he fucking he fingers the mother boxes into, and then it mutates and he becomes this other fucking guy, Desaad, that he talks to like three times in this goddamn yeah, and movie. And I'm like, I have to know who Desaad is now. Fuck. <laughs> Eventually, Darkseid shows up, and you're like, man, it is it is underwhelming when Darkseid shows up in this movie, because, yeah. I don't know, they don't do it very well. I don't think Darkseid looks very intimidating. And second, because and, one, I don't even know who, who what actor is playing him, and that's one thing, you're going to talk about Big Bads, we'll talk about Marvel again, Thanos, played by Josh Brolin, like, an incredibly famous actor who is very powerful on screen. So, even through all the makeup, you can kind of tell that's Josh Brolin. Yeah, and I think that lends a lot of credit to your big bad being the big bad. Um, so yeah, that the any time Dark Side was on screen, I was incredibly. I think I thought Steppenwolf was more interesting than Dark Side, and I thought Steppenwolf was incredibly boring. <laughs> yeah. I, I will. I will say this: I do like Steppenwolf better in this movie than in the in the theatrical version. Yeah, Espe- for sure, especially in terms of like his design. Now, because I figured, oh, they're doing this post the movie coming out, it's gonna look like shit. I thought it looked great. For the most part. No, no, no. Yeah, he looked fine. Yeah, like, uh, uh, he's actually given some more depth, too. It's like, why is he doing this? Because he's fallen out of dark size good graces. And he's like, if, uh, like, can I come back home if I, if I, if I get this world ready for you? It's like, you still owe me 50,000 worlds. And it's like, oh, shit. But, so, he's still not a great character. But I definitely understand. Yeah, it's better than him just, like, in Justice League, theatrical he just shows up in all the places. His whole thing is he just leaves. Mm-hmm. He shows up, gets some other box, leaves three times, and there's there's almost no explanation as to why he does any of this. Mm-hmm. And so that, uh, giving him an actual backstory and making me learn who Desaad is, I guess is cool. But still, I didn't want to learn anything watching this movie. One problem that I had with the whole, like, <clears throat> it sounds impressive, yes, you've taken over 25,000 worlds or whatever, is 25,000 planets is just too mind-boggling of a number to to like to even consider. It's like yeah. Thanos' whole thing is much bigger, destroy half life of the universe. But that's much simpler. Half. Mm-hmm. Half. Yeah. I can understand half. 50,000 worlds, man? What are we doing? We're one world. Also, guys, how the fuck did they, did Darkseid come to Earth and get his ass whooped and leave the other boxes and then forget where it was? Yeah. <laughs> and then also, he's still somehow the big bad guy. Like, they all bow to him. I'm like, but he just got his ass kicked by a bunch of people on Earth. Why? Shouldn't he be, like, laughed at? Shouldn't he be a, a man with no shirt that was oiled up to beat him with a lightning bolt, alright? Also, <laughs> is it really fair, funny? That was Zeus, I believe. Yeah. That was Ares. That was Ares. Oh, no, Ares of the Axe. Oh, Ares of the But yeah, isn't it funny that that's almost exactly how Thor tries to take out Thanos in yeah. Infinity War is with the axe to the shoulder? Mm-hmm. 
And that's how it happens in this movie. It was so weird, the parallel there. I'm just picturing Darkseid standing around on his weird ship being like, Decide! Hey! What was that world called? <laughs> or the, the only one world that ever kicked my ass? Oh, we forgot shit. <laughs> no, no, Where no was I think it? it's the other way around. I think they're... That Decide is like, yeah. What was that one planet that you got your ass kicked on? And then Dark Side's like, I don't, I don't remember that. I don't. <laughs> no, at me. No, that was. That might have been my brother. You uh, were drinking that day. Light Side. I, he <laughs> might have been him. <laughs> you know, he was. He was the worst. Dark but Side, yeah. Light was, Side, of the Blind Side. He went the Blind Side. <laughs> Sandra Bullock. <laughs> Conqueror now you get down there and you get me fifty thousand worlds right now, okay? <laughs> God damn, Seth, your Sandra Bullock's on point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, uh, if anyone's interested, uh, I actually have the formula for the anti-life equation pulled up. Like, there's a, <laughs> no, it's too powerful. Stop, no, there's an, no, dark side, but I hear you. Like, it was all. Like, there's an actual formula, and it's weird. It doesn't involve any numbers, and here it is. It's loneliness plus alienation plus fear plus despair plus self-worth Divided by mockery, divided by condemnation, divided by misunderstanding, times guilt, times shame, times failure, times judgment, N equals Y, where Y equals hope, and N equals folly, love equals lies, life equals death, self equals dark side. That sounds like a regular Tuesday for me, but I I guess it's like somebody else. That's like advanced, advanced calculus. Right. Yeah, I love how you said there's no numbers involved, but also, like, there's math involved, so how do they quantify these? How do you do grief times love? What is the... What what, What love is equal to lies, man? (laughs) Didn't you hear? (laughs) And then you started saying divide by grief and N equals Y, and I'm like, this is, like, actually hard. I couldn't do this if I tried. If they were, if they tried to explain this in the movie, it would have added an entire half hour. It would have been four hours yeah. and thirty minutes oh, long. Seth, what what is grief but love multiplied by time? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what happens in this fucking movie? So the eventually J.K. Simmons shows up and he's he's commissioner. Why Gordon. does J.K. Simmons look like that? Right, without the hat on. Yeah. What is that incredibly strange haircut they put what? on a man who is famous for being bald? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't get it. It was like he was the lead singer of I don't even know. There's not even bands anymore. Some band. He's like, it was so it weird. Would be, it would be a U2 cover band. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a very good way to put it. He takes the hat off the little performance. Like, oh no, no, put it back on, sir. <laughs> you can't. So, so oh, he shows up and yeah, he, he's yeah, yeah. by the way these the motherfucking sketch of the parademon is just a bad drawing of Batman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Batman looks nothing. And I thought that nothing was gonna be. I thought that was gonna be like the big thing was like oh blah 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 blah. But yeah no it's just like I'm, I'm gonna show this to Batman. He's like oh how are you gonna do that? He's like I, I show the bat signal. He comes to talk to me. Everyone knows this. Right. Idiot. <laughs> yeah. I don't even understand what's happening here. Batman we, shows up, and then one woman's there, and so is the Flash. And oh wait, here's fucking Cyborg as well. Cool. Also, I don't know if we've broken the chronology here, but we did miss, I think, talking about Martian Manhunter. 
you are you this is this is before that but yes this is before that yeah. before he talks yeah. to before he talks to lois lane yeah that happens after the battle the island scene oh my god i don't know anything yeah go ahead yeah <laughs> oh it doesn't matter it's a big fucking fight in the in the in the island and cyborg saves his dad and there's some stuff i guess they fight Stephen wolf and get their asses kicked yeah another thing that remarkably was removed from the 2017 version i have no idea like now that I've I've seen both I've seen like I've I've seen most of the original Justice League it was very hard for me to watch because it was just so bad. Um, it's so crazy to me that they were able to cut out this much stuff about Silas Stone. Mm-hmm. He's like he's got like meaty parts in this movie, and he has he is in the 2017 movie. Guess how long he's in that movie, Marcus? Guess how long he's in that movie? Uh, twelve minutes. Smith, <laughs> three and a half. Seventeen seconds. What? Oh, that wait, is his, what? God. That is his screen time. From what I, I, an article I read, I've, I've seen the movie so long ago, but an article I read says he got about 17 seconds of screen time. And this whole shit. goddamn film pivots on him and Cyborg and their, oh, their no. whole shit. All the Cyborg stuff is completely removed from the theatrical version. Wow. It was absolutely removed. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, Question, where did that Batman robot come from? And why was it it was called like what the bat crawler the night crawler night, cr- night crawler night why crawler. was it so lame <laughs> right <laughs> because he was like he's like okay i guess i'll send in the night crawler and then it sucks it just gets its ass kicked yeah. for a little bit and then it like kind of saves them in the end it's a like, shitty batmobile like, this isn't cool at all why do they even make a big deal about it why do they spend this money could you imagine seeing something like this in the christopher nolan batman movies <laughs> You well, you Batman. definitely wouldn't see Batman using a, a, a chain gun on it. No, you would not see that mm-hmm. in a Nolan film. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if With the you. bullets can't kill Stephen Wolf, it's still not Batman style. I'm sorry. <laughs> also, Batman <laughs> struggling to kill one parademon was very funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> He's old. He's retired, man. One thing, the CGI is so bad for the fight scenes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, like one thing I, I, I think is really funny. It's like every time they have to run off somewhere... Batman's always the last one to show up. <laughs> yeah, because he's either already there or he's waiting. Yeah. I wish he would have show up out of breath. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Hold on, guys. That's comedy with, with a Duncan cup in hand. I took the Batmobile to the drive-through. Sorry, <laughs> I had to recharge. I'm sorry. I'm not. Yeah. I don't superpowers like you guys. I took the night the night crawler to Dunkin' Donuts and destroyed the whole goddamn building. <laughs> But don't worry, I dropped six billion dollars on the ground so they can rebuild. I'm not sure how much stuff costs. Don't worry, because yeah, the superpower of being rich. Don't worry, I bought Dunkin' Donuts and uh, just rebuilt right there. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um. So yeah, there's a big fight scene, and they get the rest of it with Stephen Wolf, and then he breaks the wall, and Aquaman shows up to. What does Aquaman do here? He delays the water for two seconds. <laughs> yeah, gives yeah. them more time to get to Another the night. Time where it's like someone shows up and they do almost nothing. And they get rewarded for it. <laughs> also, how does Flash get injured? What happens? To, did he did he hurt his own foot because he was gawking at Wonder Woman? Yeah, I think when he was gawking, didn't he get like grazed by like a shot from one of those guys? He definitely I tripped at so. one point when he was because he was like yeah. looking at Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. I don't that was know, man. Yeah, that that was also. I'm just like, didn't you? Weren't you just like completely infatuated with that lady you sexually assaulted in slow mo, and now all of a sudden you're all over Wonder Woman? I don't. Come on, Barry Allen, get it together. I mean, I get it, but... I mean, well, sure. 
guys, the part where she's trying to get her sword and the flash comes up and that the lamentations are here again, everybody. <laughs> and then once again, I understand that. I mean, everybody does it at this point. Marvel's done it. Fox did it with uh, X-Men. Everyone likes to do these cool, like, the characters who can run fast will show what they do in slower motion. But man, I almost, I felt like the Flash was the slowest character in the world. Because every time he's on screen, it is slow-mo. Yeah. So slow. <laughs> that him getting there and just dinking the sword to her takes like three minutes. Yeah. It does not feel fast to me. He's got so much momentum, man. If, if he like pushed it with his whole hand, he'd injure her or something. And we forgot also, that at some point Steppenwolf attacked the Atlanteans and took their mother box. Yeah, he beats whatever. up Aquaman. Great, who cares? Right. Who cares? Yeah. Um, uh, two two things. When we first meet Flash's dad, I audibly yelled to myself, "Billy Crudup." <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I was like, "Really? The guy okay. who died five minutes into Alien, whatever the fuck it was?" <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool and then wasn't it weird how the prison guard got immediately apprehensive when his time was up yeah was like, time's up time's up time's up yanks him i'm like i'm sure they probably say hey time's up and then they get apprehensive after like a couple seconds this guy was immediately jumping on billy crudup <laughs> sir billy crudup billy crudup is white you don't know that's right yeah. you can see that <laughs> no touching no touching no touching right <laughs> yeah no touching um so that was just so weird to me um Billy, Billy freaking crew. Why do you think he signed up for this movie? They were like, well, you will be on set for 45 minutes. We promise. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. And then also near the, also at the end of the movie, because the whole thing is that Barry Allen's trying to get a criminal justice degree so he can free his father because his father didn't actually kill his mother, but they think he killed his mother. That's the whole backstory for The Flash that we just breeze over in this movie. And when he, at the end of the the uh movie he what does he does he get into college or does he get his degree he gets a job with the police oh yeah he gets a job yeah. and he's what does he say he says like oh I, oh i got my foot in the door and then billy crudup was like he got his foot in the door and then everyone in the prison is like he got his foot in the door <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, as if they even know what he's talking about they, there's no way they hear this conversation how right. are they all excited just some guy in the back's like good job barry i always right. knew you had it in you what if Billy right. Crudup turns back and he's like, he's getting us all out. I promise. He's getting every one of you out. Even the guilty ones. Even the pedophiles. You're all getting out. Listen, Dude. man, if I'm in prison with nothing to do and someone screams something <laughs> random, I'm like, hell yeah! You have a point. You have a point. I guess if I was there, I'd be like, yeah! Well, you start... You Pancakes! Start, you start chanting, right? And then they're like, so wait, hold on. What's he got his foot in the door? What's he doing? Oh, he worked for the cops now. And you get your ass killed in prison. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. That's not cool at all. Your son worked for the police. Uh, so I get... What happens... Okay, we have to talk about the scene with, with Diane Lane going to talk to... I guess it is Diane Lane going to talk to Lois Lane, who's here for what reason? To I, We know why, but still... And it turns out the whole time, it's the fucking Martian Manhunter. Yes. Which is clumsily introduced in this movie for, once again, pretty much no reason. I, I don't understand why we needed Martian Because we don't even, we get him here, very briefly, and then we have a whole scene where he talks to Batman at the end of the movie. that is almost less important than this scene. His costume right. is dog shit. Yeah, it, it, the, the CGI, that's one thing, you mentioned it earlier, you said that the CGI in the fight scenes looks bad, and it's something that I've talked about a hundred times on the podcast that's supposed to be at Politics, where we never talk about it. 
is the thing this movie does, and this isn't even just a Marvel thing, good movies that with big special effects budgets, there's two types. There's good ones and there's bad ones. The good ones have special effects, but everything has weight to it. The DC films, everything is completely weightless. It, and nothing feels like when somebody slams into like concrete or an, a, a steel wall, I understand that they're superheroes and they like can go through it easily. I just don't feel it. I feel like it's paper crunching or, or some, like sand almost. And I just don't feel any weight to anything. So that's a problem. And it's just throughout this movie and throughout, it's not as big in Wonder Woman. They do some, they do a better job there, but in the other Zack Snyder films, especially incredibly weightless, every single thing that happens. So that's just something that bothered me the whole time. When he, t- when he turned into to Martian Manhunter, I was like, because he has a big X in his costume. And because I remember the death of Superman, uh, comic book, I was like, wait, Eradicator? Are, is Superboy and Steel going to show up in a minute here? Is this what's happening right now? Is Cyber Superman around the fucking corner? That would have been so cool. It would have been maybe, way better than this. But it was yeah. Martian Manhunter, and I'm like, why are we shoehorning Martian Manhunter in this film? Also, why is he betraying Lois Lane's trust over here for no reason? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand what the, the decision was there. And now that you mentioned that, I was like, would it... Because we just complained about how they try to introduce like four characters in this movie for no reason. Wouldn't it be better if they just went hog wild and introduced like 80 DC characters yeah. all at once? <laughs> Here's Hawkman, everybody. Yeah. Plastic Man's over there. Don't worry. We got him. They're about to say the day and then Calendar, Calendar Man comes up. And- <laughs> Woo! Calendar Man? Calendar. It's, like, it's like the scene from Batman v Superman where Wonder Woman opens up the folder and it has like the profiles for like the Flash and Cyborg, except there's like 80 folders and like, you got. <laughs> Got like Plastic Man, Calendar Man, Cat Man. You have all these. Yeah. You have Scat Man Carruthers. Everybody. (laughs) Just bring in whoever. (laughs) Who gives a shit at this point? Um, and so I think after that, they, that's, what do they do after this? I guess cyborgs, like I have mother box, we can bring Superman back to life or something. Um, yeah, so this is, and this is the part where he fingers the mother box. I have that written down. Mm -hmm. Um, also another thing, it kind of applies, it doesn't apply as much. So the problem with the Batman and Wonder Woman kind of being the spine of the team is once again that they have no chemistry. It does not feel like two people. Not even that they even need romantic chemistry. They don't even have friendly chemistry, honestly. Mm-mm. It's two people talking at each other about the same thing. And then the problem with the Henry Cavill and Amy Adams things is they don't really have any problems chemistry-wise. I, do th- I think they actually do act very well on screen together. But, like, they make such a big deal. And I'm, once again, since they rushed this universe, once again, I know comic books. I know these two love each other very much. But man, as a moviegoer, you don't—you haven't seen these two characters develop this incredibly strong emotional attachment. So these long, drawn-out scenes after he resurrects and they're just talking about all their emotions and how like he needs to save the world—I'm like, none of this feels warranted. I don't—I don't have this connection to these two characters in their in this current permutation. You know, that just all felt shoehorned into me. Yeah. Oh yeah. They—they they didn't have enough time to. <laughs> To build any genuine connections. Yeah, they only had four hours in this one movie. <laughs> it's just crazy. It's four hours long. It is. <laughs> it's still not enough time to make it good. It's like, and this is like, we're in the TikTok generation. People cannot. I have, I have friends, adult friends, who have openly told me they just can't watch movies anymore because they're too long overall. 
And those same people who've told me that talk to me about how much they love the Snyder Cut. And I'm like, that movie's four hours long. That's like 6,000 TikToks. How on earth do you have this attention span? You got me, man. This this movie was interminable for me. Yeah. No, I got a I got a text from uh, I have I have a group a group chat with my coworkers. I got a text the night that it came out, and somebody was like, "You guys gotta watch the Snyder Cut. It's so good." And I was uh, and completely disappointed with it. And then everyone else dogpiled. Like, oh yeah, I'm watching it tonight. I'm watching it tomorrow. I'm so excited. I'm like, and that is the point where because like we're at a level now where people aren't saying this, or some people are saying this movie is like a 10 out of 10 masterpiece but the most leveled people are saying it's better than the theatrical cut which is true and it's you know i guess it's worth it that we're here which i don't even think that's true but there are also a lot of people who are like saying it's very good and i i just feel like i'm in some i'm being pranked right now how is it that regular moviegoers enjoy this movie at all I just don't understand it. It doesn't, it, it, there's no cohesion. It's four hours long. And it's, I don't know, it's all weirdly moody and dark. And I don't know, it just doesn't even feel like a, the way a mo- any movie should operate. But it, whatever. It, I don't it's know. the same people who don't want to watch movies like Seven Samurai, which is a four, which is a three and a half hour long four by three film. Yeah, those. Yeah. Made by the greatest filmmaker of all time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the the same people who didn't want to watch like the Irishman because it was like three out three hours and twenty six minutes. Like it yeah. now, now you're fine with a four hour long Snyder cut, huh? Okay, you you actually just got to the core of it. When the Irishman came out, all the chatter online was this movie's three and a half hours long. No, thank you. I'm not gonna watch this. And now all of a sudden we release a four hour movie, and people are like, this movie is great. I love it actually, and it's bad. And the Irishman's good just because. I don't even it's get because it. Because people like Batman. People like superheroes. Yeah. So that I think I think more people are willing to put up with a four hour cut of this because these are characters that they are very much familiar with. They grew up with, yes. they've read the comics, they've watched all the other movies, they know who Batman is, they know who Superman is. So I feel like they're more willing to put up with four hours of characters that they're already familiar with and comfortable with, rather than maybe like stories about a mob boss they barely know anything about, or like Seven and Samurai, like people is like, what? That was real? Like, what happened? And then let's be honest, the other thing is you can use your phone during this movie and not miss anything, yeah. but you can't use your phone during the Irishman or Seven Samurai. <laughs> you just can't. You literally, if you don't speak Japanese, you literally can't do Seven Samurai uh, with your phone. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm a movie lover, and I honestly think all movies should be enjoyed. I, I don't I don't use my phone during movies unless I really like really have to do something important. I used my phone during a lot of this movie. I was just, I was like on Twitter for a second. Like during the Atlantis scene, oh my, I, I skipped that entire thing basically. I was just using Reddit on my other monitor while I was watching it because I just could not bear with how <laughs> deep boring it was. And that's the thing is people don't, people don't care about how long things are. People want something they can watch and also be on their phone and to some degree still understand it. I think you both have underestimated the power of this pandemic and how starved people are for new anything. But it works both ways because we've been in the pandemic and I I bring up TikTok because it's kind of a thing to make a punchline with, but because of that, people have been watching even more TikTok than they were before. So they're getting, I think they're getting even more used to things being very short and just being able to swipe through and going as fast as you can and getting as much entertainment as possible. So I don't know. I think it cuts both ways. 
but and then also another thing we keep talking about pandemic because i we're four people who i think have taken the pandemic to a, a certain degree of seriousness but a lot of people would have it i know plenty of people who just don't even give a shit about it and they still watch the Snyder cut so <laughs> fuck them you know i just don't get it i will say if you like okay. batman boy you'll hate this movie because <laughs> it really fucks up batman yeah <laughs> Honestly. And, and Superman, and Wonder Woman, and The Flash. And you know what? The fucking Green Lantern, too. Let's just get everybody right in here. <laughs> if you like DC, this movie should... You should hate this movie, because it's like the antithesis of all that shit. Yeah. I agree. It's rough. Uh, yeah, they. I think there's a scene where they go and they, they resurrect Superman, and there's this like... Oh, yeah. I, forgot about, I totally forgot they did that. Movies... Words that you shouldn't say in movies. We've already got Motherbox. Motherbox. we got right Equation. There. Apocalyptican is not a good. I'm sorry. It's it's goofy. It's too goofy. Like in Marvel, Infinity Gems is pushing the limit of what you can say and you take it seriously. Apocalyptican technology uh, is too much. Yeah. That whole scene, the, the computer keeps warning him that this can't be undone. This is irrevocable. Too much for me. Okay, way over the top. And then yeah. why does Cyborg get treated to this weird flash flash forward to the future? And then Batman has that dream at the end of the movie that's the exact same thing. Okay, yeah, we're going to get to the epilogue. Yeah, we're not going to talk yeah, about it. Cy- Cyborg does have his little flash, which is, from what, I, what I've read, is it's like, the whole thing is, if Darkseid gets the anti-life equation and reads it to Superman, then that's what's going to happen. Superman's right. going to fucking destroy everything. And Lois Lane is the key to it all. Wait, if you read that whole thing that Ben read to us, <laughs> Superman just goes insane? Well, I guess you have to, I guess, maybe you have to interpret it for Wait, you. Wait, hold on. You guys, you guys didn't turn insane and are now Ben slaves? <laughs> no, I mean, me. no. Can't, yeah, just you. Fuck. <laughs> I thought we were all in this together now. <laughs> hey, Smith, can you give me a box of Mountain Dew real quick? I'm all right. All right, thanks, bud. <laughs> Kill John Lennon. <laughs> Which, but what's great about this is the whole like, Lois Lane dies, Superman becomes evil. That's the plot to fucking the Injustice games. Yeah. Which was way better than this movie. It was way better than this movie. That <laughs> fighting game had a better fucking story than this. So they go and they fucking bring back Superman and he doesn't recognize him. And the, pretty much the only action scene I like in this movie occurs, oh. which is when okay. Superman oh. dumpsters everybody. Yeah. I wanted, I'm glad you mentioned this because we talked about it a little bit earlier. But one thing I wanted to mention, the element to this scene of Henry Cavill being shirtless, there was a, a tangible amount of sexual energy mm-hmm. in this scene. <laughs> That really changed the context of it for me. It felt like, in a weird way, everyone kind of wanted to fuck. Right, they did. <laughs> I mean, Superman. There was like, some kind of. There was like a super orgy brewing right there. But they were also too angry to do it, obviously. But if if anyone would have cut the tension, it would have just been dicks and butts just going crazy <laughs> on each other. He's not wrong, folks. And whatever Cyborg does, he'll figure something out. Right. Cyborg watch. The heat in that singular area would have been picked up on like a Doppler radar. That's how tense. Exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. It would have been hotter than the mother box like, in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a heat wave coming in. <laughs> yeah. Um, it would have been like the Superman gel at the beginning. Just the heat from that. It's just wiping through everything. Everyone can ah, feel it. People feel just sitting it. at home is like, oh, honey, did it just get hot in here? <laughs> But like or that, do you want to bang Superman too? 
But like that whole <laughs> that whole scene is just like, hey guys, remember how we formed this team to save the world and we're all the mightiest heroes? You get fucked by one dude. Like yeah. he, he he destroys everybody. Also, I just want effortlessly. I wanted to dictate a, a joke that I I made during the movie is oh, great. when he's when Superman is about to laser Batman. I was like, why didn't he just say Martha? <laughs> that would have cha- changed once. the whole scene. Because you remember, Seth, he doesn't remember anything. Remember, it's his whole thing. Is he has a memory? Well, he remembered Lois Lane, and well, then yeah, like, right. what if you say Martha, and it like sparks a memory? <laughs> That's what happens in the Batman versus fucking Superman. Yeah, you're right. Right. And but Batman's also, gauntlet they make a big deal out of earlier that that fucking Alfred yeah. made for him. Right. They had a whole thing for that. Also, That's that the- is a scene when when Lois Lane. And Superman meet up right there. That is a scene where I'm 100% convinced Amy Adams was not in the same room as anybody else. No. Because the only other actor you see their face next to Amy Adams is one of the background cops who's sitting behind his car. Whenever she's like talking to Henry Cavill, you see just her and then you see like a muscular shoulder. It could be, you know, any extra. And then they hug and it's still just the back of some muscular person that she's hugging. I don't think I do not think they were in the same room. Okay, guys, I should fess up. I was Henry Cavill's body double in this movie. <laughs> what that happened was to me you? in the scene with Amy Adams? Steroids, what, man. What happened? <laughs> A lot of life happened to me, Seth. <laughs> um, but yeah, you were talking about how the, the, the specialists had to wait in this movie. No, no, there's no wait to it. When, 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 yeah. First of all, when Superman takes off Lois Lane, I laughed so fucking hard because yeah. it looks so stupid. But the best part is that their legs, like when you lift off the ground, your legs get longer a little bit, you know, because you're, yeah. you're not touching it. Their legs stay completely goddamn yeah. level <laughs> as they just rise into the sky. It literally looks like, like when you look at a bug in a video game and the characters just rise up. That's what it looked like. And once again... <laughs> He fucking T-poses later in the movie. <laughs> it's like, they're not even trying to hide it. Lois Lane's core strength is incredible in this movie. That's all I want to say. <laughs> yeah. And then they go and they meet Ma Kent. Oh, they lost the farm. And he, oh, his fucking brain's unscrambled. And Superman's good now. And meanwhile, everybody else thinks Superman is fucked off. Yeah, they're just like, okay, well, he's gone forever. So how are we going to do this? All right. Also, why is one third of Batman's plot in this movie, I'm building a, an airplane? Yeah, that doesn't work. <laughs> right. Why, why does the Justice League in a fucking airplane? Yeah. They sh- you know what? Honestly, they should have gone invisible jet. They couldn't have gotten in fucking Bruce Wayne, <laughs> one of Bruce Wayne's many planes? Yeah, does he? I, does that? That jet didn't actually add anything <laughs> to no. the team. Right. Also, Cyborg fixes it, and, and he, like, it was a software bug that no one at, at Wayne Enterprises could solve. What the fuck is happening in this whole, what is this plot? Yeah. Why does it exist? Yeah. He just walks up. He's like, it wants to fly. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to talk to it. It's here. <laughs> but, but like to, to bring up your your thought about the invisible jet. We saw that in yes. Wonder Woman 1984. A movie that, we did, a yes. movie that chron- chronologically takes place before Justice League. She reveals in a random out of, out of nowhere moment, I have the power in times of stress to like make the surroundings around me invisible and we get the jet. Could she have not used that at some point in this movie? Like, especially when they're yeah. sneaking in to, to like, resurrect Superman? Like, they all have to wear disguises yeah. and shit. She can make things invisible. Why don't you just do that? But then again, that movie was made before. Yeah, that movie chronologically happened before it, but chronologically it was not made before it. <laughs> which, 
Ben, I'm so glad you reminded me of this. We skipped over it in the island assault scene. The part where they're like, oh, it's upstairs. And then you see them literally walking up the right upstairs. Why are Batman and Wonder Woman and the cyborg walking anywhere? And like, they make a big deal about it. They're always like looking back and it's like, oh, it's up here. And I'm like, like, fly. You're right. I was like, Batman the can team catch up. Like- I'd be out of breath, obviously. And then the other two can be there. Because again, Seth, uh, in 84, she learned how to fly. Yep. And she never does oh, it God. here. Because once again, she hadn't, in, in Zack Snyder's eyes, right, she had not yeah. learned how to fly yet. But, but like, she honestly, still, like, basically flies. Like When she's, like, doing all those big fight scenes and jumping around and, like, flying to the sword, she's basically flying. So why do we even, like, make it so she doesn't? I don't know. Right. Like, usually in a superhero movie... Like, you'd be like, hey, it's upstairs. All right, we all do our superhero thing yeah. upstairs, and, you know... Or you just fucking whatever. crash your way up there. Who cares? Right. Like, Batman should have shot his thing. Flash yeah. could run up the walls. Like, ben, you're talking about them sneaking into the, the Superman's death place. You're, you're fucking superheroes! <laughs> just show up! <laughs> yeah. Why are you sneaking it? Why are we setting off an alarm, and the door opens up, and we see the super, them all standing there with Batman with Superman's dead body? What was any of that? Yeah. Also, why does Batman use basically no gadgets at all? Not a he uses one. a batarang at one point, and then the rest of the time, you know what he uses? A fucking gun. <laughs> that's his gadget the rest of the movie. It's a goddamn gun. That, that's why, because he found the best gadget. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be funny if Bruce Wayne just didn't know what guns were? <laughs> He's yeah. like, guys, I don't actually know what this, but I can just fucking blow these bitches out of the sky now. <laughs> This is an all-in-one tool right here. Yeah. This does what like fi- this does what like fifty of my gadgets can't do. I forgot to mention Silas Stones dies. He blows himself up with a laser to he makes to the motor box the so hot. hot. Yeah, which was dumb as fuck. He could have lived and still did that. Right. Yeah, just don't put yourself with the radioactive laser. Even if he has sacrificed himself, these long drawn-out scenes where. Literally, if he does not do this in time, you know, in his mind, the world is over. And he still opens the device, opens the switch cover, looks at his son longingly, flips the switch, looks at his son longingly, presses the button. The entire time, imminent danger is on the other side. If I'm in that scenario, I'm like, (laughs) pressing all the buttons as fast as I can. I don't understand. It's so lame. I like the laser that makes you disintegrate by standing three feet away from it. That's my favorite part of this whole scene. It's just like, why did you build this? Why does it exist? What is the reason for it? Also, how does that glass wall protect everyone else around it from being disintegrated? I don't... It just... Radiation, man. You wouldn't understand. Also, Steppenwolf just standing there watching this happen like, oh, wow. Yeah. Once again, he's like on the other side of Cyborg. And he's not even trying to get past in that scene. It's like, that scene takes place, and then they have this fight. It just, I don't know. It's so weird. They had the special effects from Watchmen left over, so they just brought the, that over and they used it again. That's why that was in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, they, yeah, that happens. And then we go to the final fight scene or whatever later on. We were shipping around a lot, but who cares? And it's at Chernobyl, and there's an energy barrier that Batman has to take down by attacking guys. It's like this. It's like the, it's like the generators in empire strikes back. Put them inside the shield. 
Yeah. Why is the why is the structural element that's supporting the whole thing outside the impenetrable energy barrier? I've never understood this concept. No, no, Smith, it was. No, it but was. He had, to, he shoot had to shoot the shield his way to get through to have it. Just a little to hole shoot. to get inside and then kill the generator. Why is your energy shield vulnerable to earth weaponry on a fucking plane that didn't fly three hours ago? That's because of Batman's favorite toy, the gun. <laughs> yeah, they, right. they didn't figure it out either. And then the plane they were crashes. Like, What's he Throw little knives at us? Who cares? We got energy field. The fair part is the plane. I can't get on the plane plot, y'all. It's so stupid. He he gets it. He shoots the tower. Tower explodes. The energy goes up, and then the and plane then the crashes. Plane is done. And it's over. It doesn't. And it's not like it is in fucking the Dark Knight or whatever, where it transforms into a motorcycle or a car. No, it's just gone. He just gets you out. Done this with yeah, a regular I mean, fighter jet. It's clearly the only vehicle that can fit the Batmobile in the back. Come on. Yeah, he gets out. Of, he gets the Batmobile. Uh, great, sure, fine. We got the Batmobile. Why didn't the Flash just run through the shield like he's the goddamn? He can pay. He can run as fast as light. I don't. My question is, why weren't they all on the ship together? Go in, boom, drop them off, blow up the shield, yeah, and then Batman can fuck off. And, do and whatever. it's so funny because he gets in there and he destroys the shield, and they can visually see that it's destroyed. They wait for his plane to crash, him to get up, and be like. It's okay, guys. Just go ahead. Whatever. And then they're like, all right, I think we should go now. And then they run in. I'm like, what? You saw the shield go down. Just go. It'd be much better if there was a scene where Aquaman was just like, they're about to run in. Aquaman's like, no, nah, just hold on. Let's see yeah. if he dies real quick. Don't wait for it. He's spent a lot of money on this. Right, yeah. And then there's a big dumb fight scene, which is even worse than most big dumb action movie superhero fight scenes because it's so yeah. dark and, and hard to see anything. And the parademons are just not... They're so weird in the comic books, and here they're just like, oh, we're guys with bug wings and masks, and we shoot laser guns. Yeah. It's weird to me how the final fight scene in the theatrical version and the Snyder Cut are completely different and also both still completely bad. Mm-hmm. The the theatrical version is different because it is full it like it's blown out in contrast and they have this like red filter over the whole scene. So it's like I don't know, it's very vibrant and then it just has this weird dark red film over it. It's very it was kind of hard to look at for me. It's honestly. like and then this one is black. Yeah, with the theatrical cut, it's like they saw what he was trying to do and we was like, no, fuck that. They took the saturation uh line, brought it all the way up to two hundred and premiere yeah. and it's like all right there we go now like it was i i will say it did hurt the eyes a little bit but i could at least make out what was going on most of the time i do yeah 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 it was it, right. it was visually like because i saw his comparison of the scenes because i remember the scene from the trailer from justice league that you know i get that i remember the most is aquaman crashes through that building and then kind of surfs out of the bottom of it and when I watched Snyder Cut, by the end of it, I was like, oh, I guess they took that scene out. And then I realized, no, that scene was there. I just couldn't fucking see it. I watched a YouTube <laughs> video where they compared the two, and I literally did not even notice that Aquaman had done that in the Snyder Cut, because I just couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. And uh, my favorite part of this whole, this whole scene is when Batman is just, like, dodging laser guns. And then he gets on a foot, like we said, he's, he gets on the Halo turret, and he's just shooting. And later on... <laughs> He's got his own fucking laser gun now, yeah. and he's just blasting these parademons out of the sky. And I'm like, so yeah, I started blasting, right? <laughs> <laughs> also, my favorite part, my favorite part of this whole thing is when the, the Flash gets shot. Yeah, because the, you know the Flash got shot, y'all. He's the Wait, fucking Flash. Second time now that Joss Whedon has had an incredibly super 
fast character get shot. Right. And then you he can heal Quicksilver. You mean you mean Snyder? Then, oh, yeah. You said Joss Whedon. Oh yeah, I forgot. Oh yeah, this was this isn't Joss Whedon. Did you, was that in the? I can't remember if that was in the actual. No, cut or not, none though. of the stuff that happened with Flash at the end and the Snyder. Oh cut. yeah, none of the Flash stuff happened. Yeah, like they sent they sent uh, Flash out to save like this random Russian family they put in the movie yeah. just to add some emotional stakes to mm. it, which. It's like that was one of the changes. I was like, "All right, I'm glad they took those out. That's a, it's a lot better without those." Yeah. And then in the final scene in the theatrical cut, Flash runs to the fight, and that's when Superman joins. He run. He comes next to Flash. Yeah. yeah okay. That's what happens. Wait, in that is one. that is that in this version or in the Whedon? No, that's, that's in the theatrical version. And this one, okay, remember, yeah. Superman just fucking straight up shows up right when Steppenwolf's hitting someone. About or just to, yeah, he's about to get cyborg. Yeah, cyber cyborg. Yeah. You want to talk about getting dumpstered. Fucking Steppenwolf gets his ass handed to him by Superman. And like you said, it becomes boring. It's like, yeah. oh, great. He can't possibly be hurt by Superman. Because it, it was at least interesting. And there were some stakes to the fight before that. I still think visually it was very boring, but there were stakes to it. And then Superman shows up. I'm like, okay, it's solved. This is, you know, nice. this is a non-issue now. But I got, I got excited when I saw the, the boom, the boom tube. And you see Darkseid there. I'm like, all right, Darkseid's going to fight Superman, and the Justice League is going to have to finish this off. Nah, Darkseid sits there and watches Steppenwolf fucking die. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, uh, for listeners, Ben is doing an impression of Darkseid. Right. It's perfect. No. He did not seem affected by any of it. No thoughts. No thoughts behind those eyes. (laughs) I was not really the part where they fail. Yeah. Yeah. And then oh, the yeah, Flash what... runs. He runs so fast, he goes back in fucking time. Yeah. Well, another comic book thing that doesn't make sense at all, but we've just kind of accepted it. <laughs> well, yeah, I, right. I, I understand it. Fine. Yeah. The guy can run so fast, go back in time. Sure. Tachyons, they, their particles go so fast to go backwards in time. I get it. Sure. But mm-hmm. in the comic books, usually he has to run around the planet or some shit. Make it more interesting than he just runs so fast over 50 feet that he goes back in time. I don't know. Yeah. It was very dumb. And yeah, they kill mm-hmm. Steppenwolf and. They deliver know. his his head to, to Dark Side, and they just like, look broodingly at each other, and that's the fight. I like how they made it like a, a team exercise. <laughs> it's just like bop, bop, bop. Yeah. You do your thing, and back in the portal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. I will. I will say I did like this. I did like this a little better than the theatrical cut. In the theatrical cut, Superman shows up, gets his ass kicked, and then. Steppenwolf just retreats back up into a portal with all the parademons. They ju- he just goes away. Here, they make sure he fucking dies. They, they make sure it's like, bam, yeah. cut his head off, back in the portal. It's like, alright, we don't have to worry about that guy again. Yeah. <laughs> but who was yeah. that other dude? Yeah, I like, I like how you got, you got Darkseid and Asad and just some guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who oh, looks like the collector from Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. a lot. Yeah. 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 So, and then they also put Granny Goodness in the movie. They have someone cast as Granny Goodness, and she doesn't do a goddamn thing except stand Nothing. back there. Just stands there. Uh, don't, don't, don't like Granny Goodness is one of those characters that like she's not like a A tier character, but she's she's a cool character. And if you're gonna put her in, do something with her. She's just standing back there just for the fans to go, oh, it's Granny Goodness, I think. And then I'm not sure. Yeah. Then Zack Snyder came out. It is Granny Goodness. Like, yeah, we were right, but she nothing. Yeah, Zack Snyder <laughs> was like, let me go ahead and say two things. One, that was Granny Goodness. Two, I'm never making another DC movie again. So <laughs> fuck you, idiots. <laughs> There's a black and white version of it coming out apparently. Oh, wow. And I my mean, question is, what's the difference? Will it, will it, I was gonna say, will it look any different at all? 
Justice League new war. It'll, it'll take some of those grays out. Yeah, <laughs> it'll take all that gray out of the movie and just replace it with the black curse, and white. Literally, it's just it's just they dump they jump the contrast up about another notch. Yeah, yeah. So they switch it from two to one. And there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you get the Kurosawa. You get the Kurosawa version. By yeah. the way, guys, what was up with Superman in the black and silver costume? That's supposed to be the, isn't that the Return of Superman suit? Yeah, but like in the comics, y'all, we didn't even do the whole birth and yeah. death rebirth of Superman. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't even really do justice to the death mm-hmm. of Superman. No. That is the thing because like, the death of Superman is an incredibly popular story in the DC comics right. that uh, even a lot of non-comic readers know at least some of, and they just didn't do it at all. They just skipped over it, and then they were like, "Oh, but now he's going to have the Return of Superman suit, obviously." yeah like that, that that whole that whole moment it did not feel earned because like you said in batman v superman they just shoehorn in doomsday and then he dies and then he has a big funeral and then it's like oh my god this is a huge catastrophic event like that to quote what Zack snyder told his extras while he was filming that scene a 9-11 level event the death of superman uh y'all should feel sad about this but like no like we spent half of the movie talking about how like half the planet thinks he's a alien terrorist and thinks he and thinks he's doing more harm than good but then at the end it's like oh we're so sad we lost our hero we lost our god yeah. it's like y'all hated this man you took this man to court it's weird because <laughs> Zack Snyder's whole angle when they decided to greenlight man of steel was he's like i want to show the, you know the superman is an alien who's a god basically and we don't understand him and people are scared of him which is fine i'm i like that 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 angle but then he does try to have his cake and eat it too by having him be, you know, er- oh, everyone must mourn this man's death. I'm like, but he's also a, like a criminal. And also, at this point, all the world knows about Superman is that he was an alien who was a terrorist who he took to court and then kind of saved people. And then he died. And then he came back to life and he beat up all of our favorite people. And then now he's, we don't even know what he's doing now. So the public should still completely hate Superman at this point. How many millions <laughs> died in that Metropolis fight between him and Zod? I mean... Oh, yeah. Insane. But then he saved that one Hispanic family at the end. Yeah. So... That's true. Brownie points, Good. yeah. Yeah, it's like... This movie takes place, like, what, three weeks after fucking Batman or Superman or some shit? Like, Superman is not even cold. <laughs> yeah. I mean, isn't that what I'm thinking? Like, is, isn't that the time frame I here? I think... I guess I mean, so. it depends on how long Probably. it took... Bruce to find Aquaman because the way it made it look, it made it look like he was trekking out there for weeks. Like he grew a beard and everything. So it depends on, unless he like started searching for Aquaman right after Superman died. Like he left the funeral at the farm and then immediately hopped on a plane. He got a horse. The end of Batman (laughs) Superman is them being like, Oh, I, I found this guy. He talks to fish. And then maybe, Maybe that's what I mean, Diana brings in the thumb drive with the fucking trailers for all our movies on there, so he pretty much immediately. It brings him the thumbnail, and it's just the four-hour Snyder cut. Yeah. <laughs> also, we didn't talk about this, but the fact that the the, the 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 Amazons shoot this flaming arrow to like Earth or some shit from wherever they are, and then Diana is like, she's working at her job at a museum. And she's like painting a statue or whatever, but she's dressed as if she's about to go to a cocktail party. What's going on yeah. here? I don't know. And then they're the same. It's the same thing that happens in 1984 where it's just like, oh, what'd you do? And she's like, I'm not very interesting. And they're like, 
I'm sorry, but you have to be interested. Right. <laughs> have you seen you? Mm-hmm. Like, also, Diana Prince, Tomb Raider? Yeah. <laughs> Nathan one, Drake one angle, one angle that 1984 kind of addressed that I do hope we talk about going forward in the Wonder Woman movies is the fact that the one thing about being Wonder Woman that is so, you know, interesting is that it's depressing. She is, you know, she's away from her home from her home now and she basically has to do what the fucking family from twilight does every couple of years she has to just pack up and leave to go where people don't realize that you know she never ages and i want them to address that more and it kind of because it was that way because remember in 1984 i mean they didn't know this at the time obviously but it fits because in 1984 she's working at you know some research you know museum or whatever and now she's like also working at a museum but it's clearly a different one and she's doing a whole different job because she basically just has to pack up and leave and be a different person all the time. I want them to explore that more. I think that'll be very interesting if they, if they can do that more with the third movie. My favorite part of Wonder Woman stories is how depressing they are. Yeah. <laughs> really those sad Wonder Woman comics. I think, I mean, I think it's an interesting angle. It's like, it's the whole thing I mean, about yeah. like Superman. Like, it's characters who have been around forever that you have to find what's interesting now. Because Superman, at first, he was interesting to the whole world because this guy's strong. But now it's like, You've got to be, he, he's the villain. He is, you know, he is an otherworldly god who can just re- pretty much do whatever he wants, whenever he yeah. wants. So with Wonder Woman, for me, the interesting thing is, because Wonder Woman is still supposed to be like, she's, she doesn't have that rough edge. She is, you know, honor, dignity. She, that's who she is. So the thing for her that I find interesting is just, you just have to change your life all the time because you can't let people know who you are. Yeah, that, that's one angle. That's one angle they've been going with a lot of the uh, DC superheroes as of late. They're trying to take the Marvel approach. It's like, yeah, these guys are gods. How do we make them? How, how, how do we make people relate to them? Let's give them our problems. Kind of like uh, I know uh, on y'all's last episode, y'all were talking about the new Superman and Lois show. And uh, it's like, how do we make him interesting? Let's give him kids. And yeah, he, he's indestructible, but he can't pay the mortgage. He can't make his he, he can't pay his bills on time because he's out of a job. How is he going to feed his kids? So you so you have to kind of give him these more like human traits and like these human issues. It worked. With, it works with Marvel. A lot of Mar- a lot of the Marvel superheroes like Spider-Man, like, yeah, he can climb on walls. But he can't hold a job worth shit because he's always swinging around trying to save, trying to save Manhattan. But he can't, yeah. he can't, he can't pay for, he can't pay to rent out an apartment. So they they address that very well in the first episode of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. That show still has that show has rough edges, but that they do address something of, you know about superheroes having real world yeah. problems very well. I'd say. I do like that in this movie they they address their problems by having Bruce Wayne pay for all their stuff. Mm-hmm. Now. Yeah, he bought like the how, he bought the bank. Yeah, he was, and I like how Clark was like, "What? How did you get the? How did you get the house back? Oh yeah, how did I money? Money, sir? What do you mean? Yeah, and here's the thing: Are you serious that the the bank would sell you that house back for way cheaper than buying? You did that to show yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> they were. I bet he went and he was like, uh, "I'm probably. Uh, I think I'm going to need to buy the bank to get the back." Like, actually. Give me the house for like honestly like fifty thousand dollars. He's like, I'm gonna buy the bank. Yeah, sorry, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta yeah. do this. Here's two and a half billion dollars for your bank. Thank you. <laughs> and they're like, I don't think this guy knows how money works. Honestly, he's very <laughs> Can bad. You with just it. buy a bank like that? Is that even possible? 
that's like one of the scenes because like the Christopher Nolan Batman movies are you know considered to be some of the best ones, which I do think they're very good. That was the funniest thing from I think it was Batman Begins where those models he's with her just swimming in that pool in the hotel, and then he's like, "Oh, don't worry, I just bought the hotel," and just puts a, he gives a check or he gives like a call to like the Mater D and is like, "Okay, I just bought the hotel. They can do whatever they want." And he's like, he, he writes his name on okay. the check and just puts it in his pocket and is like, "Whatever yeah. number it is." And the, the Mater D is like, "I don't have any way to verify that you own this place. Can you please get these people out of my pool?" <laughs> it's like, "Sorry, <laughs> like, I just." I, I don't have anyone in Sorry, I just work here. I, 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 I can't make these decisions. I I'm going to, next time I go to a restaurant, I'm going to b- write a bad check and slip it to the maitre d' and be like, all right, yeah, I just bought this place, so filet mignon on the house. Thank you. <laughs> and so I remember that that's Superman's epilogue, and Wonder Woman's is that she's just like, go, she wants to go back to the to, to the Amazon island. Well, yeah, her, but the mystery. her and Bruce decide to set up the Justice League. They, right. They find that building... By the Isn't way, Bruce his Wayne, house, yeah, Isn't yeah, that the yeah. Wayne Manor. I'm like Bruce Wayne. I know you're like supposed to be in some kind of depressed state, but you're a multi-billionaire. Upkeep this house. It, it, <laughs> it looked like a like a you know a sawmill or something. And then, and then they're like, I love that. Oh my god, the line when he's like, we'll have a big round table with like six chairs, and she's like, with the room for some more. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god. And then they both look straight at the camera, <laughs> just. Yeah. Six yeah. more. They just we have the more movies coming. Also, the, <laughs> the part where they're like, where they're trying to find the mother box and, and he's like, yeah, I got a, 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 some satellites on a satellite. And he's like, you have a satellite? You have six. That seems like a too low of a number for Bruce Wayne. It should be like yeah. 60. Like, I don't, I don't, that would seem like it was not enough. He has six clusters of 10 satellites each. There we go. That's what he meant to say. <laughs> but um, the Flash, we all talked about his epilogue. Um, oh yeah, because he got a really, really got his foot in the door. <laughs> foot in the door. Yeah. <laughs> what was Cyborg's epilogue? Did he have one? It was going back to his house and reassembling the the tape recorder. He listened to the rest of the tape. Right. Uh, his dad. Because his because his dad killed himself now. And yeah. Aquaman went to meet with Voldo and Mira, and they were going to overthrow Orm like in the Aquaman movie, which is better than this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And then we have the true epilogue. Yeah. Which I think we can all say the one word to describe this epilogue is necessary. It was so necessary for this to be in this movie, obviously. <laughs> ben, walk us through what happens in this. Okay, so so we get the epilogue, like just out of nowhere, all of a sudden, we're back into the weird desert. Oh, actually, before we do that, there is one other bit of information where Deathstroke uh, played by Joe Manganiello, goes to a boat to meet Lex Luthor, who gives him some information about how to kill Batman. Because mm-hmm. okay. it's Bruce Wayne, but yeah. Yeah, now yeah, for that. But, uh, uh, about that scene, like, that scene is like the mid-credit scene in the theatrical cut, but instead of yeah. how it ends here, it ends there with, like, the only change is, like, we're thinking about forming a league of our own, like, heading to the Injustice League, but in this one, it's just, like, I get, his name is Bruce Wayne. And that's a bunch of... And I think, I think that makes, that one line makes that scene a lot better, but that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, we're back in the nightmare world, this weird, desolate desert world. It's, like, what the hell's going on? Are we just jumping right into this now? It feels like we've been thrown into a completely different movie. And you have Batman back in the desert get up from Batman v Superman. And then behind him, he has the strangest assortment of people. It really feels like we were just dropped in. It's like now all of a sudden Deathstroke is there. 
uh, with a weird mohawk and they're teaming up together. We have the Flash that we saw in the flashback sequence from Batman v Superman. We see Mira for some reason. She's there. Uh, yeah, apparently something has happened to Aquaman and she's just mad the whole yeah, time. Yeah, and like Cyborg is there too. And they keep talking about events that haven't happened yet. And it's like, you should have saved her. You should have saved her. And then we hear the shittiest laugh that has ever been uttered <laughs> by anybody. We pan over. It's Joker. Not just Joker. Jared Leto. Jared Leto. As the Joker. As the Joker. I will say this, though. I am so glad they went a completely different direction with this Joker. And they didn't go with the god-awful Cholo Joker from Suicide Squad. Because I'm sorry, like... I don't even think Zack, Zack yeah. Snyder made any of the worst... DCEU movies. Suicide Squad is by far the worst. It is garbage. It is... Suicide Squad is bordering on completely incoherent and unwatchable mm -hmm. for me. That's why I don't even... honestly barely ever consider that movie when I think about the, the DCEU movies, because I, I tried to watch it one time, and I'm like, this... This makes no sense. I don't know what they were trying it, with this. One of the primary examples of incredible trailer, shitty fucking movie. Yeah. yeah. Like... People liked yeah. the trailer to that movie so much that they said, hey, you, this company that mainly, that this production company that mainly edits trailers, can you edit our whole movie for us? People love the trailer <laughs> yeah. so much. But anyways, like, so they have Jared Leto back. He's doing it like a different iteration. And then they start like spewing one-liners back and back and forth. It's like, how many people have to die in your arms before it really affects you? And it's like, I died, I died inside a long time ago. And then he's like, ah, oh, close-up magic, bam, here's a truce card. Like, as long as you're holding this, we'll be working together. But if you ever, like, wanted, wanted to end, just rip up the card. Uh, I'm trying to remember, like, others. He kept... And he's like, oh, don't worry. When I kill you, and one day I will fucking I will, kill you, I'm I will like... fucking kill you. I'm just like, this is the stupidest edgelord Batman bullshit I've ever seen. Why does Batman have to be saying fuck? Why does he have to be threatening to kill Joker? What is this? I had to pause the movie for about five minutes and that happened because I was laughing so <laughs> You're hard. laughing. It was yeah. like a, a line 13-year-old me would have written for Batman. Yeah. Like, yeah, man, Batman's so badass. I will fucking remind, kill you. It's like it reminded me yeah. of the scene from the Titan show where he's like, "Fuck Batman." It's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. We have two Edge Lord cyborgs saying "fuck the world," and then Batman saying, "I'm fucking kill you." I'm like, what? What does this even? Does it make any sense at mm -hmm. all? And what was with the weird? Focus on Joker's hand with the cards and the like. The slow, not slow motion, but slow shots of his hair blowing in the wind. Like, are they gonna fuck? Like, is this gonna happen? I did feel like there was a little <laughs> bit of homoerotic like tension between these two, and that is oh, yeah. something that that's like something that people have written research papers about. Just like, just like the the homoerotic. Uh, relationship between batman and the joker even even though like yeah. it's never acted upon people have always assumed there's something there there's some kind of sexual tension between these two and i kind of felt yeah it's the hannibal lecter will yeah Graham yeah scenario. exactly and i do think it's kind of interesting how they kind of act on that a little bit whether intentionally or not but like besides that one line where he's like i will fucking kill you or yeah kill you like i actually 
I actually kind of like this scene. I actually kind of like the interactions they have between each other. I think it would be cool if we had these two specific characters in a movie that wasn't this movie and written and directed by somebody who wasn't Zack Snyder. Like if you have Jared Leto kind of given a more toned down performance like he like he was doing here, I feel like his version of Joker would have worked. It would have worked a lot better than what we got in Suicide Squad. And and isn't it funny that Ben Affleck has already, years ago, already given up the role mm-hmm. of Batman? Yeah. <laughs> ben, I'm going to tell you this yeah. right now. They should not have made this movie. They should have made that yes. movie from the epilogue because that's a far more interesting story. Yes, yes definitely. Like, you could, like, I, I read an interview where it said Zack Snyder, like, he was basically planning, like, a three-part, a three-part, like, series. Yeah. And I, I have a feeling, like, then this whole nightmare sequence was going to be a part of that. And he, I guess like that's not going to happen anymore. So he's like, well, damn it. I'm getting some of this out there. I'm putting some of this in. I don't care if I have to shoehorn it in or not. We're going to see Batman in the desert suit again. We have to. But yeah, they should have just made that movie. I, I would have been fine with that. If they want to bring Zack Snyder back just to make that movie, I'm totally fine with that, honestly. Yeah, I feel like this this was trying to poorly ape Marvel. And yeah. DC should stay away from that and make their weird who gives a shit we're throwing it at the wall movie. And that would have been it. Like post-apocalyptic fucking superheroes fighting Superman in the desert and the dark side. Yeah, I'd watch the shit out of that. Yeah, that's so, yeah. That's so tight. But you know what? I like what Ben said. I think that they should do the classic in for a penny, in for a pound. And they should be like, you know what? Just let Zack Snyder finish this, this series off. At this point, you spent all this time and money given making this cut happen just finish it you know it might it could actually be worth it in the end but i think at this point it's like this whole epilogue happens to this this movie series that Zack snyder wanted to make and now ben affleck isn't batman Zack snyder isn't working on these movies anymore they are almost assuredly not going to have this vision ever be achieved so i come back to the point what was all this for also wait we didn't finish the epilogue ben what happens after that after that they stare at each other. They look at the road, and then like like it start everything starts shaking. Like the scene from Jurassic Park is like, oh my god, he's here! Comes down, red laser eyes, bat, uh, like Superman in my opinion, looking scary as fuck. Like 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 it, for me, like Henry Cavill, like when he speaks sometimes, like it kind of throws me off. But I feel like just his, his body language, I feel like he's a pretty decent Superman. Now, well, not just like normal superman but i feel like he'd make a fantastic just evil superman because when he came down he's just growling at them like i thought that looked pretty cool I'm like oh shit what's gonna happen here this the last 10 minutes are gonna be batshit crazy he wakes up it was all a dream yeah once again and then who shows up martian manhunter decides to just grace us with his presence <laughs> once again it's like hey bruce i've been here the whole time i'm sorry i didn't help y'all out oh and by the way people call me Martian Manhunter. And then he flies away. (laughs) (laughs) And then we realized the whole movie was a Martian Manhunter movie. (laughs) This whole Snyder Cut was just Martian Manhunter. It flashes back like the usual suspects. Like everything that went wrong was because of Martian Manhunter. Like Batman drops his Dunkin' Donuts cup. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) Martian Manhunter was like using telekinesis on him or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I know that in the original cut, there was a big deal about how when they did reshoots, they had to remove Henry Cavill's mustache from Mission Impossible Fallout. There was no mention of all the CGI that went into removing Ben Affleck's Duncan cup <laughs> in this movie. 
From what I understand, he always had one in his hand every time they fell. I'm like, yeah. he refused to put I'm it like down. Game of Thrones. They caught it before they released it, so they were able to like take it out. Yeah. Zach, I'm not sure if you know this or not, but in every single shot of Ben, he's holding a a cup from Dunkin' Donuts in his hand. Did you know this? <laughs> we should probably do something about this. Don't worry, we got this. He's like, Zach, don't worry, we'll call it Gotham Donuts. We'll just change the name. Don't worry, it's fine. Like, you think Dunkin' is the name of a place? And then he's like, don't, I don't worry about it. We'll cover the end, it'll just be Dunky. Yeah. There you go. Dude, the Dunkin' cup would fit in with all the other, like product placement there's a gillette mm-hmm. razor yeah there. oh they do that have a amount of product a freaking placement movie too. mercedes freaking wonder woman drives a mercedes i'm like what i forgot all about this. <laughs> what was it what was that car that batman was driving with the try hard steering wheel like from a fucking video game <laughs> that was a mercedes really yeah. i'm not sure if it's a real mercedes but it had a mercedes logo on it i can't right. imagine driving like with that goddamn car. steering wheel be a pain yeah yeah you're well, not you're rich clearly enough. not rich enough <laughs> <laughs> my, my dude, my brother. <laughs> Not wrong. Um, but yeah, Marshall Manhunter, like you said, shows up, and it's just like, why are we doing this? I mean, what, I'm gonna what go was the point it. of you? A lot of this movie was completely unnecessary. I cannot even fathom a justification for why Marshall Manhunter needed to be in this movie. Also, isn't he? Isn't the person he really like in, in the comic books? He, he and he's like a, an army guy. Isn't that the guy from the end of Man yeah. of Steel? Yeah, that's him. Yes. Yeah. He's been Same here guy. since the beginning. <laughs> Two seconds of screen yeah. time in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so this, the, oh, this oh, is the Snyder Cut, y'all. That was the Snyder Oh, oh, oh. Uh, the, the credits. The credits is a cover of fucking Hallelujah. He he he, he loves well, yeah. this goddamn song. <laughs> Zack Snyder, he fucking, he gets it in at the buzzer. <laughs> To get Hallelujah in a yeah, movie, I, I was I was honestly expecting it to be the Leonard Cohen version that he used, like in Watchmen and the original trailer for the Snyder Cut. Here is like he loves that version specifically for some reason. I can't hear that version anymore without thinking of a, the god awful sex scene from Watchmen that it was set to. Oh. But like, yeah, it's like, yep, there he is. There's a there's Zach. He should have used the. Uh, he should have used the. Uh, Gal Gadot and rich people sing "Imagine" by John Lennon. <laughs> so- <laughs> oh, oh pain. <laughs> oh no! Oh. So this was really just a four-hour waste of my time. Uh, yeah, I got I mean, here's the thing. At the end of the day, I got a lot of funny stuff to say. So I will. I'll, I'll give the movie that. And once again. Because it was cut into parts, and I'm not insane like the three of you, I was able to just be like, all right, there's an hour of the movie, here's an hour of the movie, and not lose my mind. Um, But the one thing I will say, to just kind of close out my thoughts about this movie, I think it's the through line of my criticism, is that Jesse Eisenberg was not in Fluid. And (laughs) it still does not sit right with me that I'm supposed to believe that man was in Fluid. I'm sorry, but he wasn't. This movie sucks. Half a star. I fucking hated it. (laughs) And yet it ends with us saying that we should let it make more. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think, yeah, I think they should definitely make more yeah. of these. Just no go doubt. and finish it up. <laughs> yeah. We need more shitty movies in our lives. Honestly. And I'm telling you. I mean, Ben, I think me and you are, are on the same page here. The post-apocalyptic movie would be yeah. great. Yeah. I don't care about this bullshit with the mother boxes and Steppenwolf. Like, this was boring. Show me weird yeah, shit. exactly. Dude, aren't, aren't they making like a, um, like a Suicide Squad game? Yeah. Which... Superman's oh, yeah. the Squad kills like, Batman or whatever it's called. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. That looks fun. 
Yeah, do do something like that. Like again, like you're trying to be Marvel. Like you even said you didn't want to be Marvel. Like you didn't want to do the setup movie share everybody. You didn't want to fucking do all that 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 lead up time. So lean into it and don't even explain this shit to me. Be like Lois Lane was killed and Superman turned evil and sided with Dark Side and now he's fighting the whole goddamn world. I'm in. That's a much more interesting film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I did want to mention it. We're talking about, we talked about Marvel parallels a little bit. Isn't it crazy how much the scene where he recruits Flash is like when Robert Downey Jr. Uh, gets Spider-Man in Civil War? Yep. That was so crazy how similar <laughs> those two scenes were. Um, also, Barry but, Allen is really struggling to hold down a job with this secret cave that's filled with millions of dollars of computer equipment. Yeah. I said, at least in Spider-Man, they try to explain, oh, he just like gets dvd players and turns them into supercomputers i'm like okay well i can deal with that i understand the dvd player is something you can find but no barry allen like has like lc 27 inch lcd screens stacked up and like a bunch of space that's like expense i don't don't know how he does it and also what for yeah what's he doing with all that they don't ever really address (laughs) he made that suit yeah. But what was he, How? was he fighting crime? We never we never hear about this. No, we don't see hero, any of the heroic stuff he does. It's no. just like it's it's so many dangling plot threads. And isn't the first Flash movie gonna literally be Flashpoint? I believe so. How do you do Flashpoint as the first Flash story? Yeah. Their origin story was the Justice League movie. What what are you expecting? I guess you're yeah. right. <laughs> I guess you're right, Marcus. I can't argue with that. <laughs> But yeah, so, and the funny thing here we're talking about is how, you know, they, some things were underexplained and there's dangling pot, plot threads on top of the fact that it's a four hour movie. Do we not see how those things, you can't, those things shouldn't coexist. If you're gonna make a four hour movie, it better be complete. Seth, we needed more slow motion shots of Amy Adams in the rain. We needed more slow motion of Amazons running three feet. <laughs> Like, we just, we had to have all we that. We needed a five-minute so shot of the arrow, uh, of them, like, shooting the arrow. And not only that, them going to get the arrow, them lighting the arrow, them doing a whole incantation, <laughs> the arrow flying through the sky, landing in the thing, then Wonder Woman going to find the arrow, and it's ten yeah. minutes. Ten minutes! Her yeah. seeing the, the con- murals on the yeah. wall. The convenience right. of her uh, working on dusting off some statue while a tiny TV plays a news report about an <laughs> arrow. <laughs> We needed more horse death. We needed more time for Barry Allen to stare into that woman's eyes and caress her cheek in slow motion. And yeah. steal a hot dog. Let's not steal to a hot dog. a hot dog. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was going to do something weird with it. Yeah. Like, why? Why are you touching the hot no, dog? No, actually, he sexually assaulted that woman in slow motion. I think I think he didn't have any room or anything weird with the meat sticks. We needed more time for fucking Cyborg to mope around and have an incredibly pivotal pivotal role in the film but still feel like he's not doing anything yeah we didn't more time of cyborg like <laughs> redistributing wealth yeah. in Gotham. <laughs> show me that yeah. movie <laughs> yeah i don't even know but yeah that's that's a snyder cut people asked for it and i will say this people who asked for it seem to be happy with it yeah. so i guess that's worth something I am not happy with it, and I am incredibly sad that it's even made, but I do want more. I yeah. want to this shit up. I gotta say, I hated it, like I said, half a star. I ha- actually hated it, but I will watch much more of it if I have to. You would, you would watch a sequel to this movie, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. 
Careful, it might be five hours. Six hours. <laughs> Whatever. As long as it's on streaming and not in the theater, I think I can do it. What if Zack Snyder is just trying to see what he can get away with? <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh. we have honestly let Zack Snyder get away with murder. Because, once again, I don't know why we're not focusing on the fact that he does not make good movies. His overall filmography is like a like one out of ten good movies. Yep. It's crazy. And we still give him all these big budgets, and people are like, oh, I want to see what Zack Snyder did with the movie. I'm like, how much? I was like, I'm just like, I don't want to be a gatekeeper, but I'm like, please name me five good Zack Snyder movies. Please. <laughs> Dawn of the Dead 2004, which pales in comparison to the original, but is a decent action flick. Okay, one. 300, we all did it at the time. Let's admit ourselves right here. Everybody loved that movie when it came out. But that you watched sucks, it when it came though. out, and you're like, this fucking rules. I did, but I, time has <laughs> told me the truth. The Watchmen adaptation is not half bad. Way better than whatever the fuck that was on TV we saw recently. Holy God. What the fuck was that at all? Uh, it was different. It wasn't an, that wasn't an adaptation, though. So I guess it I like different. I like both. after that. I'm struggling. I, like <laughs> I don't know. I didn't that watch a movie. Doesn't really do it for me. Uh, but the man made Sucker Punch, which is oh. an absolutely abomination True. to all film. Mm. And just very bad. Yeah, and we just let him. That was pure so. Man of Steel. <laughs> Honestly, Sorry. jokes on us. And ahead, like, then. like Sucker Punch was like pure, unfiltered Zack Snyder. That's him with no studio interference. So take that for what yeah. you will. Man of Steel had a very good opening ten minutes. That yes. all on Krypton. I was into yeah. that shit. Oh man, weirdo Krypton mm-hmm. stuff. Show yeah. me that. And then after that, it kind of you know fell yeah. off. See, see, like, I didn't hate Man of Steel. Like. I like. I think. I, I think. I'm. I tend to lean a little more um, one side with Zack Snyder's movies compared to y'all. Like, cause like I don't necessarily hate any of them. I don't think they're good, but there's not any of them I actually hate except Suicide Squad. But he didn't do that one. Uh, but like, well, yeah. Why would you consider yeah, that? I, 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 I just. I just want to bring up how much I don't like Suicide Squad, <laughs> and that I, I'm just so glad that Margot Robbie got a chance to play Harley Quinn in a good movie. Uh, but like, yeah, I'm going to, I think I like this movie. Uh, I, I was gonna, I was gonna wait to drop that. Wow. I know, I know we, uh, I know we've been shitting on it for the last two hours, but ultimately, <laughs> this is the big turn. Ultimately, I know I've, I've been, cause like I have problems with it too, but I still, at the end of the day, I still like it because I had the, un, I had the misfortune of watching the theatrical cut first. And I feel like that may have influenced my decision a little bit because this 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 cut is way better, in my opinion. It, it fixed a lot of those problems. And but honestly, there's still a lot of problems in there. For me, like on Letterboxd, I gave it a, I gave it three stars out of five. Uh, but I know that I'm probably the most positive person here. But overall, like, yeah, the, it was four hours. Should have mainly be, been three but I had a, but at the end of the day, like I had a lot of fun with it. At no point did it ever really drag for me. There were a bunch of problems and like Zack Snyderisms that I hate. But at the end of the day, it almost got evened out with the stuff that I really, really liked. But I'm probably the most positive person here, and I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. Okay, now wait, so Seth, hold I'm, on. Before you say anything else, go ahead. Ben is standing <laughs> in his truth. All right. Yeah, we should all respect that. <laughs> no, 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 no. And what I was what I was gonna say is, it is almost amazing that the most positive person in this podcast says they like the movie, and the most negative person says they would watch more. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I have no, I have no qualms with that. The, you know, Ben, you like the movie, that's fine. But saying that it doesn't drag, I'm gonna I take umbrage with that. But hey, that's just me. It's four hours long. <laughs> the Atlantis scene, you cannot tell me does it, not drag. I can't. I just can't. I can't right, defend yeah, that it one. It does. I, I meant to say like most of it didn't drag for me. I will say for a four-hour movie, I mean, I'm impressed with the amount that it. it I mean, I don't know, to me, it dragged a lot. But yeah, I, I, I'm very surprised that this podcast ended with. <laughs> we hate this movie. Most of us hate this movie. One of us likes it, but we all want to yeah. watch more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, uh, I did not think uh, an, two uh, two hours and three minutes ago this was going to happen. So I never saw the weed and cut. So I can't. I think I think that. you should watch it at this point. Oh, at this point, God. you might as well go in for a penny and for a pound. I guess you're right. <laughs> it's only two. It's only two hours. They cut yeah. a lot. Oh, watch the predecessor. Yeah. Do they cut a lot or they add a lot in this version? I don't know. They added a lot, and they they still cut stuff. They cut stuff out. Like Ben said, there is a whole plot about this Russian family that the Flash has to go save oh, in the Justice like, League. I, I got you. Yeah, they, yeah, they cut yeah, the, yeah, the ending is yeah. completely different between the two versions. Absolutely different. Mm-hmm. So um, my thought on this is my final opinion is it was bad, but I liked parts of it for reasons they didn't intend. They were unintentionally hilarious. Kalel, no! Like, <laughs> it's gonna be in my brain forever. I'm sorry. It's I like your mom calling you by your middle name when she's mad at you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, Seth. It's it's so stupid. Um, I'll never forget Martian Manhunter's just sudden goddamn appearance after pretending to be Diane Lane for no reason. It's just like there are there are some funny moments of and the one genuinely, in my opinion, good scene is when we talked about where Superman looks over at the Flash while he's fucking yeah. moving. That's chilling and genuinely good. I'll give him credit yeah. on that. So my opinion, uh, so Seth, you went with stars. Ben, you just said you liked it or whatever. Here's mine. I'm going to do the gladiator thing with the with the thumb, and then I'm just not, it just freezes right here. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not a <laughs> You've, be, you've become neutral. Down. I'm neutral. <laughs> I'm like, bad movie, because don't forget, this is for whether you die or not in the, in the, in the movie, so... <laughs> I not death, but also not life. You know. All right, Marcus. What's your what's your final opinion? My final opinion is the Zack Snyder cut made nice improvements to an overall shitty movie. I like the 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 gladiator thing. It's just gonna get die. Just fucking die. <laughs> okay. But again, I I do want to see more. <laughs> okay. Give us the garbage. Let us eat it. <laughs> Come on, Zack. Shit on I my chest. That. I think Ben has converted me. I'm going to move my letterbox right into five stars. <laughs> if anything, for its potential, for what we could get, yeah, what we what could yeah. have been. Right. I'll say this: I've watched worse things and played worse things for longer than this. Mm-hmm. All right, that just is true. just for the experience. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so okay. I can't I can't say this is the worst thing I've ever had to do with four hours of my life. Future notes for anyone who's putting Superman in their movie. Superman needs his whole entire thing to solve. Because if he has any opportunity to solve anyone else's, he's going to do it immediately. Yeah. And better. So. He's right. Mm-hmm. <sighs> when he's right, he's right, folks. When he, I think when he proven... beats Steppenwolf, all tension evaporates. Yeah. We've proven time and time and again that it is hard to put Superman on film and make him very interesting. Um, 
some people do it in a very avant-garde way, like in the, the what is it, Brandon Ralph mm-hmm. uh, version. And then we tried Man of Steel, and we've tried it in the Justice League and Batman or Superman. It's hard. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna fault the directors on that one. It is hard to make a character who is basically the one true god of the universe <laughs> very interesting and very vulnerable. So we got to work on that. I feel like if you wanted to make the ending interesting, you should have had Darkseid come out of that fucking portal and him fight Superman. Like everybody else has to yes, fight. Uh, that's yeah. what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. It's only gonna make it interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Movie just kind of ended on a wet fart in that in that mm-hmm. regard because he 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 wins and it's over. <laughs> he's literally like he's like he's like bullying Steppenwolf. He's like slapping him across the yeah. face and beating yeah. him up, like sp- like yeah. dangling his spit over his head. <laughs> like that's what he's doing to him. He was literally peeling his armor <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, to do bad things. He laser eyed one of his horns off. He cut one of his horns yeah. off. Like one of my biggest problems with like these movies, even though I just said I liked it. I don't like how Zack Snyder portrays Superman. I ultimately, I don't think he gets the character because a lot of people say, "Oh, this character's so boring." That's because you—that's because you read a story from a writer who didn't give a shit. You have some interest. You have interesting Superman stories out there, like the like the original Christopher Reeve movies. Like as dated as they probably are, Christopher Reeve he still portrays him in like a very good way. Like there's uh, and. Yeah. and like, you can do it. It's possible. Like, even in the new Superman and Lois show, I've seen a few clips. I saw a clip of uh, the guy uh, the guy who's playing Superman now, like, like soft crime or whatever, and he brought a kid's hat back, and he's like, there you go, friend. He's like, hey, thanks. Hey, I like your costume. Thanks. My mom made it for me. And then he flew away. I'm like, there you go. That's Superman. I like that. And like, with him, he just comes in as like, oh, he's a big punching machine. That's all he does. So, like, I think he just, he wants to do Batman. I don't think he ever really cared about Superman. I think he just used Superman to get to Batman. Also, lasering off the horn, his brain could have been yeah. in there, dog. Yeah. You know <laughs> he could have killed, yeah. he he killed, killed that man. I mean, for a horn, that's evolutionary yeah. awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just... Although, now that I say that, they did cut his fucking head off <laughs> like 30 <laughs> seconds later. So. Yeah, they, they did. Wonder Woman does go. Wonder Woman, the one who just talked to a, a little girl and was like, you can be anything you want. This way. <laughs> Sliced his motherfucker's head off and sent him back to his home world. You can be an executioner like me. Yeah. Killing uh, Palestinians. I mean, Apocalypticans. Sorry. Apocalypticans. Um, but, uh, yeah, so. That's, I mean, anything else to talk about, boys, before we go? I mean, I've honestly loved the absolute inverse that me and Ben are. <laughs> Where Ben is like, I like this movie, and here's why it sucks. And I'm like, I hate this movie, but here's something good about it. <laughs> and also, I want yeah. more. And I, I, I will oh, yeah. watch more. That's the final through yeah. line of the movie. I mean, I think we would right. all here agree we would watch more De- of this. Definitely, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. As long as they actually put Jesse Eisenberg in fluid. If I ever see that again, I will never. I will turn the movie off immediately if I ever see Jesse Eisenberg be I want so specifically not wet. fluid. He better be drenched in sweat the entire time the next time we see him. <laughs> yeah. Just to make up for it. I want that goopy Luther. Release the yes. goopy Luther that cut. That sounds like a terrible Give me some goopy Luther. <laughs> The worst sex act of all time. The goopy <laughs> Luther. Oh, oh, and the secondarily, the worst sex act ever, the Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The bald Lex. Oh, no. There's something Ooh. there. The, the bald Lex. Michael Rosenbaum's head did kind of look like a penis in those yeah. Smallville episodes. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Any, any closing? Are we, are we done? You think we're done here? We did. We all did different scales of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we kind of agreed on it. it and funny. we, we know what? We came in less runtime than the Snyder cut. So yeah. I was actually worried we were going to go the full runtime of the Snyder cut. So I'm, <laughs> I'm glad we made it this far. Well, uh, this was Illenials. We're not going to do all the stuff except for the plugs. So I guess yep. I'm Smith. You found me on Twitter at Dang MC. It, I wanted, I wanted to explain the Goopy Luther. <laughs> 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 next time, Marcus. Let, let, let him leave him more. Yeah, wait for the sequel. Right. Yeah. Um, next time. I'm Seth. You can find me on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Part Time Pretzel. I stream every Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, I'm Marcus. You can find me at Instagram at Mr. Beaches. Uh, and? I seldom do art for the podcast. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Ben Powell. You can, follow me, you can find me on Instagram at the Ben Powell. And most importantly, you can follow me on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash Powell. I, I try to stream every Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Works a little crazy right now, so that, that that's subject to change. Like, I didn't stream today for obvious reasons, but that's my normal schedule. Also, I have a wrestling podcast, if anybody's interested. It's called Southern Smackdown. Uh, WrestleMania is in two weeks, so these should be some very interesting episodes coming up. So if you're into that, uh, we're on SoundCloud, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Stitcher. Ben, are you going to talk about the uh, WrestleMania waiver? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's so crazy. Like, they're actually doing WrestleMania in front of, like, limited capacity, in front of, like, 25,000 fans a night in Raymond James Stadium. And if you bought tickets on Ticketmaster, you had to sign a waiver that said, like, I recognize that I'm going into a dangerous situation, and if I contact COVID-19, and it's not the fault of WWE, the promoter, the, 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 the event, the, like, it, it's wild. It's absolutely crazy. But the prank the WWE pulled is they wrote COVID-19 in all the steel chairs. So they're just going to throw at the audience. Yeah. <laughs> Get in. Yeah, yeah they're just going just gonna to beat the shit out of anybody who shows up. Oh, God. I went to WrestleMania and all I got was COVID-19. <laughs> There's fine print that's like, you also have to wrestle Bray Wyatt when you enter. Okay, bye. Thank oh, you. Thank you for taking purchase. <laughs> Yeah. Bray Wyatt snatched your neck. <laughs> Bray Wyatt massacred 25,000 people last night. But it was completely legal. <laughs> we can't touch him, says police. They, they signed a waiver. Like, there's nothing we can do. That's right. Batman just standing looking at the waiver like, fuck. They got us. Damn it. The damn red tape on this fuck one. Fuck the law. When Bray Wyatt kills you, and he will fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's it that's it yeah. folks <laughs> yep y'all yep. good mm-hmm. let's go yeah thank you all for listening boys